Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. Welcome everyone. Today we're talking about what, I mean, it, there's a lot of names for it. It's clown yeah. world, uh, fake world. It's something. Yeah, there's. We don't know me, what our kids are headed into. It's like they're the the it's it's not even to me it's somehow this need to hold on to uh things that that no longer make sense and are no longer what they once were. And and so they're fake and yet we hold on to them anyway. You know, you you talked about this uh in a yeah, in a, a solo. Yeah, one that, that we, we both did. did solos. Mine was just, I mean, just me rambling generally. But I would encourage people to go back and find that one. I think I, I didn't label it very well. It's labeled oh. something like uh, nonsense something. Did you call it uh, utter nonsense? Because that's what utter I nonsense. It. That's okay. what there's, you call. There's only it's two utter, utter nonsenses that we've done. Yeah. So. I would encourage people to go back and, and listen to that. At first, it sounds like it's going to be something boring. Uh, if A lot of times, Dan and I both do that. We take a long time to build the things. To get to the point. Yeah. And my kids hate that. Oh, they hate it so much. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's how I talk. It's like, I, it's like a kid but, will say, how does this work? And somebody else will say, don't ask Dan. Yeah. They do. You'll get a lesson in physics. Um, I understand there are certain things you don't want to do that in. You you don't want to do that in politics. But when you're trying yeah. to do, when you're trying to describe the way you think about something, and it, it's easier to do it that way. And mm-hmm. if I just say it, it leaves all kinds of openings for my wife to come at me and be like, yeah, and it's like, well, hold on, <laughs> instead of. Let me explain why I the think whole this thing. way. Yeah. And yeah. so kind of walk you through all the thoughts. It, and then it doesn't sound as bad. I'm not just being a jerk or something. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep messing well, with this. Well, you case, know, these thoughts kind of started with me. Um, last week, I attended the graduation of my granddaughter. Um, and, you know, she's, it's, I, I'll just put it out there. She's going into the Marines, which kind of disappoints me because I feel like that's that's uh, Wait a minute, not the right in, thing. Who? Which granddaughter is this? Samantha, Jeremy's daughter. Okay, so and and I don't I don't think young girls should go into the Marines. I'll just put that out there. Um, but yeah, aside from so that, either. she's like, you know how in graduation you have like if you did this, you get this color ribbon, it, like. You donated blood you get the red if you're uh if you're in the honor society you get this if you uh were cum laude which i don't think they do that in high school but you're this and and then if and so you get these ribbons you get to wear these stoles that you get to wear and for these different things i think she was like one of the most decorated of the graduates at this high school oh, and yeah? so just thinking about i mean Come on, everybody knows the reputation of Marines as sort of the mindless grunts of the military. Um, uh, you know, if there's any Marines out there, come on to our show and correct us about that and tell us how smart you are. But but that's that's the reputation. And so just from that point of view, aside from her being a girl, 
it's kind of like disappointing. In fact, she she was uh, one of those. You it's, know, you have wait to take that. Disappointing that they that she would go into the Marines instead of going into college. Oh, because if she was because she's so smart. good enough to get all these awards, then yeah, exactly. She, you know, and in fact, on the um, on the aptitudes battery that they make you take to go into the military, she scored like so high that she could she could sign up for any uh, uh, MOS or job yeah. in the military that she wanted to pick, as long as they have you know openings for them. Yeah, so Sam, Sam had that too, and he ended up joining uh, infantry. And I'm like, it, Sam, it, that's the lowest what, one. Why? Yeah, that's okay. Know. So that's yeah, you kind of had some of those same feelings but but here's the thing so I, I went to this graduation and I learned that you know uh, at a graduation the it's it's a something of a solemn it's supposed to be kind of solemn um, and dignified mm -hmm. because it's supposed to represent a significant inflection point in your life based on an accomplishment of something um, yeah. And so the idea is you, you've earned this diploma and you get to see, everybody gets to see you walk up and receive your diploma at the graduation ceremony. Mm -hmm. And they even have, you know, I remember they trained us. Okay, be sure you're ready for this. You got to receive the diploma in your left hand and shake the right hand with your right hand that the person is handing it to you, which, which might be the, the principal or, or, you know, somebody else, whatever. Uh, if it's college, it might be the president. Well, I learned that at this graduation, they don't receive their diploma. What they receive is an empty diploma holder a just diploma to have holder. something to show. It, it doesn't even have their name on it or anything, I don't think. It's just a diploma holder, and it's just to have an excuse for them to walk up, hear their name, and receive something in front of everybody, but it's not their diploma. Well, Instead, once they all have their diploma holders, they go backstage after the ceremony's over, and that's where they get their diplomas. Well, why not just give it to them right there? Exactly. Um, now, the reason that has been given to me, which I don't buy this as a reason because I could think of you know half a dozen ways around this, is that you have all the kids uh, show up, they line up, they've got themselves in alphabetical order, you have the diplomas stacked in alphabetical order, and it's all ready to go and it's going to go smoothly, but then one of them doesn't show. And so, so now it's like, yeah, okay, but that's easy enough because you you know who's there before yeah, they start the, marching out into the arena doesn't or the auditorium teacher know or whatever it is. Like, oh, that seat's empty because that's his assigned seat and there's no one there. Right. Therefore, well, it wouldn't I be an assigned, I mean, yeah. But teachers well, they don't have know. a hard time doing this. They, it's the teachers yeah. aren't as quick and on the ball but as they were when we were kids. It's not. It's not necessarily the teachers. It's because what they have okay. is like the whole graduating class in one. But they have a process where they all got to line up alphabetically, and so mm -hmm. they know who's there and who's not there before they even march them out into the auditorium. And so they can yeah. just go to the stack and remove those ones. It. It's there's so many easy ways to address it. But there's, there's, I mean, if somebody doesn't show up, they still can't get their empty diploma holder also. So the guy's reading off names, right? Yeah. And he reads off the name and nobody shows up and it's like, oh, that guy's absent. Whether but, he read off 
the diploma. Yeah, but the, the empty holder, diploma holder doesn't have your name on it. That so that's why they're all the same. So they're not reading off their names. Well, yeah, all. no. The the guy who's handing the diploma holders doesn't read that. If somebody else calls the name as the student walks up to the stage and receives his empty diploma holder. So from, what if that student's absent? Well, it's oh, happens. I see. Somebody's somebody's reading a name. He reads a name. Nobody walks up on the stage. Right. Exactly. So, so the same thing happens. Why same not thing. give them their diplomas? They, they, it's idiotic. Yeah, it is really idiotic. So anyway, and but my point is this. You're there going to that ceremony as a student so that everybody who loves you and supported you through, you know, all those years of school can watch you receive your diploma. Right. And then you don't receive it. Why are you having the ceremony? If you're not going to receive your diploma, that's my thinking. Okay. Well, I have another thinking on this whole thing, <laughs> but okay. maybe we'll bring it up later. Okay. Well, at the same ceremony, I was, you know, kind of watching them get ready and, you know, they have different groups that are practicing their thing and they have the color guard that carries the flags. Um, and it's the, the United States. Color. It's fine. <laughs> the color guard's it's... color. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the u.s flag and the, <laughs> the can we show flag. that picture she, do you can want me you? to show the picture oh yeah, yeah yeah that's fine that would be fine to show well let and, me okay you keep yeah, talking go ahead and, while i figure yeah, it out pull that picture up um now the thing is this color guard these are high school rotc um students and so it's kind of like a military color guard and so you think, okay, military color guard. So they've got their guns with them. Um, of course, the guns are going to be empty, right? Uh, well, in this case, <laughs> they're going to use super soakers. We got yeah, Nerf guns, got toy guns with orange tips on them. Yeah, so that everybody knows these aren't real guns. You don't have to be afraid if one of the military guys suddenly goes nuts and starts pointing it at people. As though that would ever be a concern anyway, but... Yeah. Or maybe these really are Nerf guns, and maybe after they... They go have a game thing, and, and play darts. They're going to go shoot each other. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Anyway, it's... Again, my my but point is, if you're not going to use real ones... About yeah, I mean, they're standing there all serious and, and, and you know... And, and, they're like and they trying to pretend the they're not holding toy guns. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, you know, if you're going to have guns with orange tips, then why bother having the guns? You can have yeah, a color guard orange. without guns. Yeah. Just just have the, the the colors march and then the two guards on either side and just have them march up. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, those two thoughts kind of prompted my thinking about, it seems like there's an increasing number of things that we pretend to do that we aren't really doing and everybody seems to love it and be okay with it. Yeah. And it's infecting yeah. the church too. And we'll get into some of that as well. Okay. So before we go in that direction, I will just tell you my thoughts on this whole graduation thing. Yeah. Number one, I, I hate ceremonies. I no matter managed how to convince most of are, our kids not to go to theirs. Yeah. I, 
tried uh one of them did and i didn't go and i have been the bad guy ever since then um, <laughs> you didn't go to my graduation yeah i mean and, and, ask I mean, him if he received his diploma like at the graduation i think she did oh she, uh, yeah but it was uh yeah it's a high school it's a whole school i gotta watch all mm -hmm. these other kids you have nailed me down in a position where i cannot leave for like three hours Yep. While I hear these other people that I don't know be congratulated and I don't care about. And here's the, uh, here's the worst part about it, especially for me. I, uh, I, the only reason I got out of eighth grade is because the teachers hated me so much that they didn't want to see me the next year. That's why I'm not mm -hmm. in eighth grade still. Um, <laughs> That's I like as to far think you eventually got. have made it. <laughs> well, I went to high school for a couple years, but I never yeah. got out of the ninth grade. But school foul-ups would be like, I'd go take French one, fail it miserably, and the mm -hmm. next year I'd be in French two. And the teacher knew I'm not supposed to be there, but she doesn't feel like... She doesn't want she, you in her classroom anymore. <laughs> well, she knows I'm not going to show up for any classes anyway, so she just ignores the whole thing. Now I've gone through French one and French two, and I failed both of them, but for some reason, they keep pushing on the classes until the end. They're like, you don't have any credits. <laughs> you didn't, you, you didn't can't ask. graduate. You came to school three days out of last year. Uh, okay. I, I guess here's the thing. People in that situation often like cry and talk about how proud they are that their kid graduated high school because I didn't mm -hmm. graduate high school. Oh, oh and right. I, yeah. To this day, I think high school and graduation is a waste of time. I, I don't, that's not the right way to say it. I just, no, I know what you mean, though. It's not that big a deal. What the hell did you learn that I couldn't mm -hmm. learn, that I haven't learned, yeah. even though I didn't do anything? Even though I didn't yeah. graduate, I, what more do you know than I know? Most of my friends who have been to college, I'm a lot smarter than them. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I guess there are certain things I don't know, but even things like when we attack, um, you know, mathematical questions, usually I'm ahead of them. Mm -hmm. So, well, what is here's the, the thing? You, you went um, and got the GED, right? Oh, oh, yeah, but that's okay. Listen, I don't know how it is now. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been through again. I didn't show up for like three days in the whole year. And then uh, Dale was like, I need you to take this class on copier repair. And mm -hmm. in order to get into that class, uh, you need a high school diploma or a GED. Oh. I said, okay, I'll okay. get a GED. I looked up the thing. They said, go here. Here's the study stuff, which I never mm -hmm. uh, opened. Up. <laughs> um, and go here, make your appointment, go in, take the <clears throat> test. And then see what your grades were. I passed all of them well above average. Um, well, that was my point. Having, yeah. It's like, but it well, was a joke. It was a joke, but most of it was reading and comprehension. Like oh, they didn't okay. have a history test. They had mm -hmm. a paragraph on history and then asked questions about the about paragraph. the paragraph. It's like this is so just reading and comprehension. Even if the topic is history, it's still just reading comp. There was some math involved, but I got through that fine. Mm-hmm. It was basic math, though. It wasn't like calculus yeah. or trigonometry. So, 
anyway, and and then like I said, the whole thing is that I've got you trapped for three hours and you cannot leave. And this is I don't know, punishment? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Why do we have to stay here? Exactly. Get, just go up and get it and let's go. Let's beat it. We don't need to be here. Can't you can't you have the mail it to you? <laughs> yeah, Buddy had to mail it to him. That's what Charlie actually uh, they think- wouldn't mail it. I had to go into Charlie's high school and pick it up. Oh, okay. Um, but it was, you know, he didn't want to go to his ceremony. Hey, I didn't Vic? make him. Vic. She's got her headphones on. I I can't remember if Bella, I think Bella actually went up to, because she homeschooled the last year. And Mm -hmm. I think she drove up to Columbus and went through a ceremony. I think they made grandma go. I had to work, so I couldn't go. Yeah. Now, see, I was the first, and I had never heard of this idea of not going to your ceremony. Yeah. So for both high school and college, well, and even grades, they had a ceremony for grade school too. Yeah, that, I remember. You know, that was dumb. You don't have a diploma, but there was a, a it was more like a graduation mass or something like that because it was yeah. at St. Martin's. But um, I went to both my, you know, high school and college ceremonies. The thing is, I don't know if mom would have let me get away without going to them if I had wanted to not go to them or not, but it just had not been, it, it wasn't Damn. a thing that entered my yeah. mind. Yeah, I imagine um, she would have. I, I don't. So, does she like doing stuff like that? She can't like that. I can't imagine anybody likes doing stuff like that. That's the thing. I do go to um, things like confirmations. I'll go to those. Oh yeah, yeah. First but communions those, and stuff. Actually, first communions. I, I don't. Go. I don't like them. Just and I'll we'll even talk about that later too. But the. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, like when they came to my college graduation, Aunt Judy came and, and some other people, I think like Aunt Berta came and stuff like that. So it was more than just oh, mom. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, I you know, I'm the oldest. And so I kind of think mom would have like, like guilted me into, you know, doing the yeah. ceremonies anyway. Um. Okay, so so uh, there, I got that off my chest. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, the thing is, um, this this kind of fakeness, um, it relates to other things that I brought up in the utter nonsense, and and I'll just mention them briefly so that everybody has a. A sense you know of the other kinds of things I'm talking about. We can illustrate it. Yeah. This is a real pendulum. Well, it's not a pendulum. It's a, it's a, um, it is a pendulum. The cuckoo clock I, has a pendulum, right? Uh, a real yeah. clock. This there's right a pendulum. Here, you can't see it weights. because there's supposed to be something that hangs oh, oh, down yeah. on it and goes back right. and forth. But then there's weights. And when you pull the weights, it causes mechanical movement. Mm-hmm. And, and then when there's, it. it's going real fast now because the because I'm pulling yeah, it instead of it. using a weight. You're right. Supposed to use well, plus the the these. the when the pendulum's going, it's um, it's right. It, the it, it, it 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 lets it go one click at a time, and the pendulum itself has an adjustment so that you can adjust the speed. 
The thing is, it's a fully mechanical clock. You don't plug it in anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't have any batteries. That's yeah. yeah that's that's no the batteries. mechanics of it. It's all gears. Um, even the the cuckoo. Um, it does a cuckoo sound by by having these bellows that are ma manipulated through whistles. Yep. Um, fully mechanical. And today you can go into stores and and buy what are supposed to be very nice because like they'll, they'll have, have like engraved for occasions with somebody's mm -hmm. name and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, these pendulum clocks, but they're not pendulum clocks. They're just elect electric clocks with a battery that has a thing that happens to go back and forth and look like a pendulum. Um, I guess technically it's a pendulum, but it has nothing to do with the clock running. And somehow people buy those and have those in their homes and they think they're worthwhile. Yeah, I, I'm going to, let's see. <clears throat> I, and, you know, to me, it's like if you're going to put a pendulum, you know, if you're not going to have the pendulum be your timekeeper, why have it at all? Just have a nice looking electric clock if what you have is an electric clock. Um, I'm going to, yeah, this is the first one that came up on, uh, on Amazon. Look at this. Yeah. Quartz. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's a, a detailed quartz. one. $500. Yeah. Look at that. Quartz. Well, cuckoo clock. Quartz. What's a quartz cuckoo clock? It's not. It's not this even a cuckoo. All, it even, it even has pretend weights. It has pretend it's, weights and yeah, pine cones. It's got weights. What for? Oh, wow. They're, oh, look, all, they're just hanging. There's a pendulum it's not a full, and everything. It's not even yeah, a full chain. They don't go all the way down. It's just uh, $500 for that thing. That's insane. Okay. Perfect example of what I'm talking about then. Yeah. Um, so we, we seem to have this penchant for these fake things in society. Now, here's uh, this kind of connects with something I read a long time ago, and I went and looked it back up to make sure, you know, about what I read. There's an mm -hmm. author that I like. His name is Neil Stevenson. Um, he writes kind of sci-fi-ish stuff, um, and he has this way, even within his stories, of taking a long about way of getting to he's he gets talky in his stories in order to make you know get the point across about something that's happening yeah um but he wrote an essay a while ago called in the beginning was the command line and in the context of this essay this this isn't what the essay was about but in the context of this essay he talks about this trip to disney world that he went on or one of the i don't know if it was disney world or Disneyland or Magic King, or whatever. Disney I don't even thing. know what the Disney yeah. things are, but Disney something or other. And as one of the uh, places in this Disneyland, they had this place called Main Street USA. And it was a um, artificial construction of a typical Main Street in a U U.S. town or city or whatever. Are we talking now, like old timing, like fifties Main not, Street, or nowadays? I don't even think necessarily. Even because, like, even nowadays, you go into a lot of the small towns, and the Main Street is not that different than it was in the fifties. Different names. Yeah, I guess you're right. You still got an ice cream but, shop, you know, and yeah, 
you know, a couple of cafes, you've got the town hall maybe, and you know, there's the lawyer's office and the realtor's office and stuff like that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but, but the thing is, I don't even know if those are the things that were there or not, but it was main street USA. And, um, <clears throat> he was observing this guy that was walking through and back then when, when he was there, these camcorders that, you know, the camcorders that you used to have always had, you had to look through the eyepiece and hold it up to your eye yeah, yeah. and go like that. So they came out with these ones that had the little screen on them and you could hold it up and see on the screen pretty much what you would see on the TV when you go play it back. And this guy was holding one of those and walking through this Main Street USA in the Disney place, looking at the screen, basically using the screen of his camcorder rather than looking around for real. And yeah. Neil Stevenson made the point that here's a guy who could go to any of 10,000 cities in the United States and for absolutely free experience Main Street USA. But instead, he's paying somebody to have the privilege of experiencing an artificial reconstruction of a Main Street USA. And even then, he's not experiencing it with his naked eyes, but he's doing it through a lens with a camcorder. And yeah. what Neil Stevenson, he, Neil Stevenson wasn't being judgy about this. I mean, okay, you know, humorous and, and pointing out the irony, mm -hmm. of course, but he wasn't being judgy. He was using it to make a point about um, human desire for mediated experiences of reality. There are so many ways in which we want to ex receive experiences through some kind of mediation instead of directly. And I think some of this uh, stuff uh, ties into that a little bit. For example, the um, you know the the electric the quartz cuckoo clock. I want to have this experience of having a cuckoo clock in my house, but I don't want the actual experience of having to wind it and adjust the pendulum and adjust the time because it gets a little bit off because it's mechanical and all that kind of stuff. Right. I, I, I want somebody to mediate all that for me, fix it, make it perfect, and then have me put it on my wall, and now I have a cuckoo clock. Um, but the thing is, we get into this kind of stuff in the context of our sacraments, too. Um, when we think about ceremony... Generally speaking, ceremony is supposed to like decorate something and give it an air of solemnity or dignity. You yeah. know, hopefully it's it's a dignity that's deserved. Sometimes it's undeserved. Sometimes you know you you get. Um, I suppose there's there's probably like uh, men's clubs, like like I don't know a lodge group or something like that, where the men have some kind of stupid ceremony that. That doesn't really. Yeah, mean have anything. you ever joined the uh, the uh, Knights of Columbus? I did join the Knights. I'm a third order. They, they have Columbus. a little thing. I had, they, I had they do to a put thing. a hood that's, on, and they yeah. don't say too much because you were sworn to secrecy. That's about right, the ceremony. because but, I was sworn but, yeah, to secrecy. But it's a little ceremony. But it's I a ceremony. It okay, it, you know. But it, but I think men feel more important if they have ceremonies. Yeah, 
Yeah. A lot so, of them do. So we like ceremonies. Now, and and the thing is, we recognize the the reality of that. I mean, it's kind of a human condition uh, in the yeah. church. So, for example, take baptism. We have a whole big rite surrounding baptism that involves candles and um, you know the chrism oil and putting the chrism on 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 the the chest of the baby and uh, the the baptismal vows. Do you reject? Satan and all all of that stuff. The actual baptism itself takes about three seconds. You pour the water three times and say, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's it. Then the the baptism, that's when the baptism happens. Now, here's the thing. If there's some like emergency in a hospital and the dad says, I need to baptize this baby, he could die. So the dad baptizes the baby. Now the baby's baptized. The dad will tell the priest, I baptized the baby. And then the church, the, the priest will arrange for the parents to come in with the baby, assuming the baby survives, uh-huh. and do what's called supplying the ceremony or supplying the rites. And they do all the rites surrounding the baptism, except they don't do the baptism. Okay. Because the church recognizes that baptism, even if it had to be done quickly and in an emergency, it's something that deserves the focus that these ceremonies bring to it. It right. deserves to be elevated with these uh, these rituals. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of times we invent ceremonies, even you know, within the church, with, within the context of the church, say. Uh-huh. We invent ceremonies that end up overshadowing the thing that it's supposed to dignify, especially uh, when, when it's an ad hoc ceremony. And I'll give you an example. Like, I, my, my granddaughter, uh, another granddaughter, not the one that just graduated. I went to her first communion some years ago at Nativity Church uh, on the outskirts of Indianapolis. You've, you've probably mm-hmm. passed it on the way in a time or two. And they had the ceremony for the first communion. Now you would think, that such a, you know, an event, everything that the kids do within the context of that ceremony would be directed towards the reality of the real presence in the Eucharist, because that's what they're there to finally take part in and receive completely. Yeah. They come in with their hands folded. And come in hands folded, but, but down. right. But they didn't do any of that. And they, in fact, they had things like, even while the, uh, you know, the real presence, the, you know, the, the host is out on the altar. And, and also before that, while they're like processing into the church, the kids are doing all kinds of things, no. crisscrossing Don't in front it. of the altar, in front of the tabernacle and everything, not even acknowledging our Lord. They because dancing, were they? They, they didn't dance. But it was clear that in the minds of the people who put this thing together, it was all about the kids, not about our Lord. And so that's what I, you know, we see this a lot. And I think we're seeing it increasingly in churches. Uh, We even start inventing ceremonies where you don't even need any ceremony. Like, you know, like cantors. I, I don't know when this started, but when I was young, you didn't see this. And then sometime between my teens and, and, you know, when I started having kids of my own and going to church somewhere in there, it became like 
everywhere. What is a uh, cantor? A cantor is the person who leads the singing at mass. They cant the mass. The oh. canting is the, the, you know, that's, but choir director, kind of the choir director, but the choir director might not be the person who's actually canting at that mass. Yeah. Okay. So the choir director is more in charge of selecting the music and making sure the choir practices and all that kind of stuff. So the cantor these days, uh, you know, it used to be, okay, the cantor was just up in the choir loft and, and, you know, they would sing right. the parts that the cantor supposed to sing. And we knew what to do, you know, just do yeah. the hallelujah. We all follow on with the same hallelujah. They sing the uh, gospel acclamation and then we do the hallelujah again. Okay. Yeah. Simple. Everybody knows what to do. They've been doing it since childhood. But now these cantors, they have to stand up in front and they have to do this. Yeah, you know, it's time to sing. Everybody it's sing. It's so gay. Let me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Everybody sing. It's, it is yeah, really it's stupid. Dumb. Yeah. And, and and it's gotten even to where the priests are doing it. Uh, the priests will be like, uh, the Lord be with you. And then everybody else raises their hand and says, and with thy spirit. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that is so stupid. It's too. like, what yeah. are you doing? We're, we're, hello, again, hello. <laughs> exactly. Um, another example is ushers. You know, why do we need ushers? Okay, if it's a special mass where, like Christmas mass, standing room only, and there might be some people who, okay, you know what? You've got a lot of gaps there. If you yeah. guys on that row would all squeeze in, we could let this family of three join you in this pew. Okay, Maybe right. you need ushers for that in that kind of a situation. But at a regular mass, why on earth do you need ushers? That is completely stupid. And it has the effect of encouraging people who shouldn't go to communion and who know they really don't want to go to communion to get up and go anyway because the usher goes yeah. row by row. Okay, everybody in this row go. You know, like they're a, like you're right. at some kind of catered meal where where somebody comes table to table and says, "Hey, you can go get your food now." Um, yeah. Now you. Go. Which is now actually you, another stupid like... thing they do these days. But the um, the point is, they do this, and then in order to, I guess, make people okay with doing that, they have this thing where they say, "Well, if you can't receive communion, if you're not Catholic, or if you just don't want to, or whatever." Yeah, I mean, you know, take take the uh, the, the the death pose. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> do the coffin pose. Well, then, what are you doing up here? Get back exactly. to your pew, dumbass. <laughs> well, then, here's the thing: they say come up for a blessing. Well, okay, if you go to the priest, the priest can give you a blessing. In fact, we talked about blessings uh, last week. When the priest yeah. gives you a blessing, he is acting in the name of the church. Therefore, the blessing is automatically efficacious. It really happens, uh, and yeah. it happens with the full authority of the church. But these people go up to these these EMHCs, these these lay people who are who are just handing out communion, and then these lay people actually presume to bless them. Yeah, and they're going. Like which is, you know, first of all, whether or not you receive a blessing when a lay person you know, praise for a blessing for you entirely mm -hmm. depends on that person's own disposition. It, mm -hmm. They cannot bless in the name of the church. They can't give an efficacious blessing. Second of all, the church has already, you know, the church has a formula for a lay person to ask a blessing upon someone and they are not supposed to do hand thingies, you know, whatever, yeah. when they do that. 
it's blasphemous to do that. They're pretending to do what the priest does, and that's a blasphemy. So it's not only non-efficacious, it's blasphemous, and uh, it quite possibly does more harm than good for the person receiving it. I don't know that, you know, that's, that's uh, up to God again, to sort out. And, 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 and only people who know that they're supposed, I mean, most people don't do that. Most people get up and they go to communion. They just receive communion anyway, even if they shouldn't. Because that's what everyone else and is then doing. It's, yeah. And the usher had said, yeah, you go now. And it's yep, like. Time, time to go. Right. So another example of an invented ceremony. Um, yeah. where, you know, but yeah, but... I, I've got a, I heard one time, uh, I used to go to the morning mass, uh, at, it was like 6am mass. I would go mm -hmm. to when I could. Um, and usually I went to communion every now and then I couldn't, but yeah. there was a guy who would come in. He was around my age. He would sit way in the back in the corner. Mm -hmm. It was obvious. He was very sincere about what he was doing, but he never took communion. Okay. I imagine yeah, he he's just fighting he... some kind of sin that he was trying to deal with, whatever. It could be One that he time, remarried, wants to get back into the church and hasn't found yeah, he's just there the, to pray the courage to and... take that path, whatever. Yeah, something. Mm -hmm. So, but one day the priest finishes handing out communion and then he gets down off the, walks all the way back to this guy's pew and gives him communion. Oh my and the gosh. guy looked really embarrassed. I, oh my gosh. But he, that he was took horrible. it because he's like, what, a, what is what he going to do? A blasphemous I, thing to man, do. Man, wow. What How an awful, awful thing that? for that priest to do. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway. But here's the thing. Why do we make up these ceremonies, even when they make no sense, even when they're fake? Why do we hold on to ceremonies even after the thing that they're highlighting has ceased to be like receiving your diploma. Yeah. I think it's because God, for some reason, he built this inclination into us to elevate and highlight certain things or to even hold on to certain things. Yeah. Um, think about, for example, somebody who lost a loved one, like, like a wife or a, a man. Uh, mm -hmm. who loses his wife, if he and his wife had like some, say, small restaurant that, that was one of their favorites to go on a date night or something like that, and mm -hmm. she passed away unexpectedly, he might make it a sort of ceremonial thing for himself to just go there and dine uh, on their anniversary yep. or something like that. You know, just just little rituals that, that might keep you connected with, with somebody or something. And it might be how you feel that connection. Yeah. Um, now, th this kind of invites a question for me. And, and this is something that, that we could probably go back and forth and speculate on. I don't, in my mind, have an answer for this. Um, this, this inclination to elevate or hold on to things through rituals and ceremonies, is this something that was built into us from the beginning and we just do it poorly now because our sense of things is clouded by sin and our fallen natures or is it something that 
grows out of our fallen natures, that grows out of our knowledge of sinfulness as a kind of um, manifested expression of our desire to regain the, the innocence and justice that we lost with sin. Yeah, I, that's, see, on the, I don't on know the what, one hand, I don't have an answer. I, I <laughs> would it's an think it, question. It's, it's, you know, we have a God hole and uh, we fill it with things like the Eucharist, but we don't feel it being filled by the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. So we have a mass. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I think that the problem is that even the angels observe these rituals and and attend these rituals, if it's my oh, understanding mm -hmm. that way. That, I mean, when, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly the sacramental ones. When the we mass go to Mass. And, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't. And it I looks mean, like. It's you a know, physical the book of, sign, but there's no physics here. So I don't know how that happens. In the book of Revelation, you know, it even looks like there is some kind of sense of ritual and ceremony. Right. Going on in heaven among the angels. Right. Um, they, they kind of know their place and they're doing their thing. So maybe it is something built in from the beginning and maybe we, we just, we misuse it and we fail to fully understand it and appreciate it. Right. Uh, because of our fallen natures. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I think it's more than just highlighting important events or, or, you know, dignifying things or holding on to, mm -hmm. to the past or whatever. I got to thinking about Neil Stevenson's point of uh, th this mediated reality that people seem to want. You know, I, I mean, uh, I think I've heard a couple like talk show hosts, people like that talk mm -hmm. about this. People like Glenn Beck. He's, mm -hmm. he's, he's famous. I mean, he's not superstar, but he's famous. Yeah. And so when people come up, they're excited. Hey, I met the Glenn Beck. Oh, right, right, but right. More and more people come up to meet him with their phone and they're looking at their phone as they're talking to him. Oh, he's like, gosh. what are you doing? I would be so, I would I don't be so talk embarrassed to, to even be caught doing Put something like that. Put the phone down and it's talk a... to me. Yeah. Doofus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's talk sad. about and a, I mean, a misuse of, of ceremony or whatever. And I, I <laughs> gosh. I get it because it's like you could show your friend, look, I'm at hey, look, Glenn Beck. I, but yeah. even then, it's like no, it's take a selfie with them and then show them that. You don't need mm -hmm. to experience the conversation. I met Glenn Beck and I didn't look screen. at him. I it's looked so at my bad. phone instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is bad. Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, so think about Jesus. Jesus is God the Son, and He became human. And mm -hmm. because he became human, that means we can see and touch him. Well, the, uh, you know, those who were contemporary with him could right. see and touch him in his human form. Uh, but he's really the perfect image of the Father, the only begotten Son. So for us, Jesus Christ, the man, is the mediated reality of the Father. We can't experience the Father directly, at least not in our current forms and not in our, you know, in our fallen sinfulness. So Christ through the incarnation comes to give us a, a mediated view of the father in himself. And he even says it, you can't get to the father, but through me. That's right. You got to go through me. And when we think about the sacraments, many of those follow a similar pattern of 
mediated experience of reality. Um, our sacraments express in a physical way something that's hidden. And, and what's more and what's special about the sacraments is that the sacrament actually causes what's hidden while expressing that in a physical way. Yeah. So the rites are a mediated way of experiencing something that we can't experience directly. Um, so, for example, we we uh, can't we can't feel grace being you know poured into our souls. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we can hear the words, "I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." And we can feel the water being poured on our foreheads. Well, those physical signs cause the grace, and we experience that grace through that that mediated sign of the sacrament. Uh, the we the only one that mm -hmm. that I would argue with here is the marriage act, because we kind of experience that directly. Part, you, yeah, yeah, that's it, true. It's like the one where it's like the effects of the marriage act are. Mm -hmm. I mean, supernaturally, yeah, it's happening, and it's happening physically right. as well. But but the other thing is that the marriage act. Uh, I mean, the 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 marriage itself, the marital act, of course, mm -hmm. has has eternal consequences. You produce children and so right. forth. But the marriage itself doesn't last beyond this life. You're right, and it's the yeah. one sacrament it's that, when we're that's like that. Yeah. The, you know, the other sacraments. I mean, okay, you know, you go to. Confess, you got to go to confession again and again, but those sins are right. forgiven. Once they're forgiven, they're forgiven for eternity. That's it. God doesn't yeah. bring them back up. So, and, and again, you know, in confession, we can't feel forgiveness. We can't experience that directly, but we can experience the words of the priest. I absolve you from your sins. Um, mm -hmm. We can, we can't directly experience a full union with Christ according to, you know, a, a link of our human nature with his human nature, but we can hear the words, this is my body, and we can experience something that that presents as bread on our tongues, and we can swallow that. So yeah. all of these, these sacraments, it's almost like God knowing that, you know, that we were going to fall and that he was going to send his son and that his son was going to create this sacramental church, this way of uh, allowing us to relate to him. He built not just an ability, but almost a inclination, a prevalence and preference for experiencing mediated realities into us. And he built it into us so that we could be drawn to the sacraments, but then that same preference causes us to be drawn to a lot of other silly things that, you know, that, that yeah. kind of don't really make sense if you step back and think about it intellectually. Right. Now, here's the thing. In the Catholic Church, when we think of the sacraments, we should not see ourselves as the creators or even the performers of these rites. Uh, so we're not the creator of the rite of baptism, even if even if I, as a father, you know, in, in a crisis, am the one who baptizes my son, and I pour the water and I say the words, I'm not the performer, or rather, my son is not the performer of that rite. And actually, really, even I, as the father, am not the performer of that rite. I'm the receiver of that rite, because I'm the one who, through that rite, 
gets to see the reality of my son receiving grace and becoming a adopted child of God and mm -hmm. all of that. And so when properly understood, these rights, um, the, the mediator that these rights uh, are, are expressing the reality of is God himself. And particularly, I think the Holy Spirit. I think that's one of the, the things about the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came into the church and he gave the sacrament, you know, like Christ said, you know, I will send you a helper who will uh, lead you yeah. into all truth. And that included the whole sacrament, sacramental life of the church. Um, and so the mediator of our experience of God is God himself through the Holy Spirit. Well, here's the thing. Um, since Vatican II, and, and this is where it, it kind of becomes um, weird. Since Vatican II, it seems that the ceremonies in the church have kind of become ungrounded from the realities that they're supposed to mediate for us. Um, if you think of a ceremony as a spotlight that shines in a certain direction and highlights a certain thing, then the receivers of that ceremony, which in the case of the church are the doers of it, the, you know, those who, who perform the act that causes the thing to happen, the receivers of the ceremony are in the background. We should be hidden within the context of the ceremony. The priests should be hidden within the context of the ceremony. Um, in a certain sense, even the couple within the context of a marriage, although the marriage is the union of the couple. But the point is that the doers of the ceremony should be hidden by the ceremony itself because the ceremony should be shining the light in the direction of the hidden reality that the ceremony is there to express. So that's why it makes so much sense, for example, for the priest to say mass ad orientum, because we should not be seeing Father Bob, we should be seeing Christ. And when the priest, you know, we see the priest's vestments um, and we see those in the context of the mass, and we see that as Christ um, in the eternal mass in heaven, you know, that's expressed in the, in the book of Revelation, offering himself to the Father on our behalf. Um, and, and that yeah. kind of goes for all the sacraments as well. Well, here's the thing. But it's most, dis it demonstrates so well at the mass because mm -hmm. um, when you go to the TLM, um, you're only the only thing the priest is is doing. You're usually praying. I guess it depends on how you pray the mass because a lot mm -hmm. of people do it differently. Yeah. Um, but but for all... me, the priest is just the spot checker to let me know where we are. And yeah. my mind is so absorbed into the mass that I, I barely notice the priest. Mm -hmm. I only look up every now and then. All right, where are we? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm down. He's down doing the mask, and and, it, and you're praying to be unified with that. Most yeah. people who never experienced the TLM, who never actually, I mean, it, it takes a few times. You have to learn it. But once you've learned it, um, you're so absorbed in what's happening mm -hmm. that 
<clears throat> most people hate going back to the English mass and yeah. find it stupid. Yeah. And, and it's like, this is such a, there's something big happening here. And, and it's all, these are well, clown decorations. That's the thing. So since Vatican II, if, if you think of ceremony as a spotlight, since Vatican II, that spotlight has been turned around and it shines on the people doing the ceremony. Yeah. Which is, yeah. whether it's the priest and us or, you know, just the priest, whatever. But the point is, usually it's it's us in some way, especially the way they do, you know, the music and the choir has to, it's like a concert and they want the people to be, yeah, okay. Now I get to sing, you know, Maestro. but if you, if you think about that as a spotlight, you you're going to mass in order to to get absorbed into something and you want to yeah. see what you're getting absorbed into at least I, you can't see it physically but you want to be able to be attentive to it mentally and so you want everything that's going on to point you in that direction and so this spotlight instead of pointing in that direction points back at you it's kind of like if you go to a movie or a play, let's say, because plays, they use mm -hmm. spotlights in plays. But instead of shining spotlights on the stage, the light crew turns the lights all around and shines it in people's eyes. You can't see what's going yeah, on on the stage. You're blinded. Right. You're, you know, oh, I'm the one highlighted now, but I'm not here for me. I'm here for what's up on the stage. And now I'm being blinded by the spotlight shining on my face. That's what the ceremonies of the church have become like since Vatican II. I want to be in the dark when I'm at mass because I want that light of ceremony shining on the reality of Christ's sacrifice and his, you know, his offering right. of himself to the father. It's, so, uh, yeah, it's, that's why at, um, I don't, I don't know how other people experience the TLM, um, but I, I do know that I can't even come close to being absorbed into the English mass mm -hmm. the way I am with the TLM. Yeah. Um, and all of it is Christ-centered, um, whether I'm thinking about, you know, the saving grace or, or the the crucifixion itself and and what do they have there little things that constantly draw us to the importance of what's happening mm -hmm. you know when when the, the prayers at the foot of the altar prepares us we're about to approach this place yeah that's holy because of what we're going to do there and just then we that, get pause. There, yeah, that pause yeah pause while the, we uh, say those prayers does that and then the, the you know like the bells and and mm -hmm. the, the five bells um and you'll see things like if if somebody's say in standing room only places or whatever suddenly everybody kneels down um yeah even if they're not on a kneel or you know unless they're infirm or something if you have your kid there inevitably that's when he's going to cry it's embarrassing <laughs> not a big deal though yeah. I don't, it, it shouldn't be anybody me. who makes a big deal of, of it is stupid. Yeah, you whatever. Tell them to I mean, I guess you take them in the back and see, but whatever. Babies cry, big deal. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really distract you that much if you're into what is going on. 
Yeah, it shouldn't I've, distract yeah. you that much. I've noticed if that does, at a TLM, you're, if if kids fu- once in a while, like oh, it's like I'll notice all oh, that kid's been fussing for a long time. Yeah, but it took that long yeah, to notice it. it. You know. You, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 become such a clown world that um, hold on, I'm going to share my clown world picture. You got a clown world? <laughs> clown world. Is this an AI it's, picture? It's, yeah. So I I was trying to wow. do fake world, clown world, and and it was like we could. We you know that's that's it. actually not not too far off because the cl- kind kind of clown world that we're you know thinking of, um, it's kind of a sinister clown world. Yeah, it's it's kind of freaky in in that what it does it has taken it's turned a, a giant crowd of people who believed in the real presence of the Eucharist. And what are we at? Like 60, 70% don't even believe in the real presence. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what do you think this did? I mean, I'm sorry to look. Okay. Maybe if they, if these people who don't believe in the real presence, um, Maybe if they're super good and they don't commit any mortal sins, because if they don't believe in the presence, they probably have don't go to confession. Yeah. Um, and it's not because they don't sin. But if they don't believe what in do the real think... presence, how, how, how could they not? That by right. itself is a sin unless somehow they've been able to get through a bunch of, you know, being Catholic without ever being told that that's that's what Holy yeah. Communion is. Yeah, so where do you think this all leads? This leads people to hell. I am, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I'm not trying trying to be one of those people who are all condemning everyone because you don't go to the TLM, but that's where this is headed. Yeah, that's that's where the English mass has taken us, and it's uh, it's sad that this is happening. It's destructive, but I think we're at a point where things are kind of flipping. Where I think they're starting I, I mean, God, to. It's like, and and you see, sort of these high prelates of the church getting so upset over it. Yeah, they're they're um, that's, <clears throat> and that's the uh, that's the part of it is that is that these people are getting upset. Um, they're they're fighting it with everything they have. Mm-hmm. We have this Pope who preaches tolerance mm-hmm. nonstop. Except but when it comes to the TLM, to suddenly the TLM. he's not mm-hmm. tolerant anymore. Um, it's, it's dangerous. It's sad. And it's evil. Here's another evil yep, clown, another, clown yep. world. <laughs> what is it? It's like, he, he's like standing in water or something. And those are a couple of islands in the background. Well, but... I, I, found different because i was trying to say clown world fake world Mm -hmm. so i ended up with this fake world like uh this let's see if i can window see if i can do this so we've got 
worlds like this. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, they're, they're sort of. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then I couldn't, I thought I want the clown in there and yeah. then other ones like this. So I combined the two pictures uh, and it gave me that. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> these things are, are freaky. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, oh gosh, I think this was probably 10 years ago. <clears throat> I was hearing the, the uh, just a, a the news blurb about, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, this children's wow. hospital. Well, a hospital that was doing a, a new children's wing, uh, a whole floor just dedicated to children. And they really good. They wanted, you know, because these are kids who are really sick and, and some of them are dying mm -hmm. and, and they wanted to do everything they can to, to just make this a place where kids can be as as much as kids in these situations can be that they could be happy. And mm -hmm. so they, they had tons of focus groups and interviewed so many kids and everything. And the one thing that they concluded that they absolutely could not have on this floor was clowns. Like clowns. Clowns are <laughs> freaky. I can't imagine but you know, the anyone thing is, thinking We grew up with Robert McDonald and he wasn't creepy somehow. Okay. So, but these kids don't have Ronald McDonald. <laughs> they don't McDonald have Ronald. They took away I don't know what Ronald happened McDonald. to them. I wonder when uh, the last Ronald commercial was done. Because, you know, they, yeah, had, they used know to have the, the whole wrong. crowd, the Grimace and the Hamburglar yeah. and all those guys. Grimace. What the heck is Grimace? I don't know. <laughs> what is he? It's he's like just an amorphous blob. He's like a booger or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a... I don't know. They don't all right. Anyway. Okay. That's I think we... I think we've made the points that I wanted to make, but you know, okay. I, you know, as we look at our, our ceremonies and our, our, even the, the fakeness and, and our penchant for kind of choosing the mediated route of, of experiencing reality. Yeah. I think it's important to recognize that there is a place for that. God put that in us for a reason. Um, but we're also called as, as humans with, with intellects um, to recognize where it should really be used. And then when we have that as a gift from God in the sacraments of the church, we shouldn't twist that around the way we've been doing right. since Vatican II. I, I, and again, I, I just don't like ceremony. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I like the TLM so much. Because um, it's, but, it's almost an anti-ceremony. Yeah. In, in, a, I, in a way. I, to be honest, I don't care that much for the TLM high mass. Mm -hmm. I would yeah, much like rather go to a yeah. low mass. I I want to get absorbed into this mentally. Yeah. I know that's not necessary, but I like doing it. Mm -hmm. And I can't do it as well at a high mass because I just have to sit and listen to someone sing. And I can't continue on my prayer. Anyway, um, I do attend things like First Communions. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids didn't really have first communions the way you normally do. Mm -hmm. uh, when my kids started going to the church where they had their first communion, they decided instead of having a mass for the first communicants, we're going to sprinkle them through all the Sunday masses. Oh, yeah. And I've we'll mention them and that. they'll come up and, and <clears throat> it's like, eh, that's kind of um, most of mine first communion because ours were homeschooled at the times they received their first communion 
Um, oh, okay. I yeah. just worked with Monsignor Shadel at Holy Rosary, which you remember Father Develia said. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I okay. was there for uh, yeah. Pi's first communion. So um, it would just be, we just worked in at a mass. They would come up and receive their first communion, and then we would all, you know, so. And of course, so I'd go to the uh, confirmations, mm -hmm. depending on what it is, dreadful. Uh, like a lot of the small, see, especially the smaller churches, they have to arrange and they sign up with a couple other schools and they all go downtown to the cathedral so yeah. that the... Because the bishop is the, is the normal... He's the one who has to do it. Yeah. Con, con, con. Watching that bishop walk down the aisle I, 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 just he's, makes me sick, makes me angry because he's such... He's... he's a, I could say good things about him and bad things about him, but mm -hmm. the bad things that I have on him make me so angry. Oh, yeah. Just, um, and, and, but also you have to do it. There's all these other schools, all these mm -hmm. other people. So you gotta, it's like, yeah, get through all I of don't it. know. I can't really get into the prayer. Now the one, uh, ceremony that, uh, and so I, I guess I'm not well behaved at ceremonies. <laughs> Um, except for my daughter's wedding, you know, that was pretty serious mm -hmm. and I took it pretty serious. Um, other than that, I just, I can't stand ceremonies, Yeah, but I love the TLM. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, even I think the, the high mass, I, yeah, I'm it's, it's a little bit of an anti rather go to the low in, mass. in many ways. Yeah, it's, it's, um, and, and the ceremony isn't about a person. The if you think of the spotlight, about, yeah. The, the yeah. spotlight is and away from the doers of the ceremony. So it's an anti-ceremony. If you walk in there with the intention to pray. Now, if you're a kid and you're you not be entertained, praying, yeah, and you just like, oh, you want to get out of there. Yeah, it was a bit like my like first, as a kid, first TLM experience. I, I like used that. to count the number of kneels and things like that. <laughs> we had two sits and one kneel. We're about halfway through. <laughs> that was how I gauged where we were in the mass. Uh, didn't pay attention to what was going on at all. I just... I'm counting the things that happen until we can go home. The first TLM um, I went to, I, and again, this was before it was a regular thing. Yeah. After, um, after the Kyrie, because, uh, you know, there were a couple of other chanted things. You know, you've got the gradual and secret yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I started counting the number of notes in a single syllable. <laughs> Just to occupy myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. Some of them. Um, oh, well. I guess we should talk about news. Yep. Now. I've exhausted uh, what I have to say about that. Do something with I'll turn the cuckoo clock this way. No, that's not enough. No, you got to have something the, more visible. There you go. Yeah. It's easier to see. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's see. We got Mon Montana Governor Greg Giantafu. Gianfort signs a bill banning TikTok, okay. making Montana the first state to ban the Chinese-owned social media. I don't Again, quite understand what that. What does it mean? What, yeah, we talked about this Are before. people not what allowed? does it mean? If they find my phone and I'm on TikTok, am I going to, Do you go to jail? get arrested? Is it banning using TikTok or banning TikTok servers being housed in state? Yeah. And I still, very few people step into, and I don't, I'll bet that the language of the law doesn't really address it either. 
Oh, that could be. I'll it, bet it's open to a lot of uh, interpretation. Yeah, and it's like I, I just don't know what it means. But you know, um, the thing is, I mean, think about, for example, like states used to have laws against pornography. Well, back, you know, that yeah. that was that was uh, overturned. I forget what exact decision it was by the Supreme Court. Timothy Gordon talks about he that. He does, and fact, and I wish they would. You can no longer illegalize. I wish they would would overturn that decision because states should be allowed to illegalize pornography. But back then, right. pornography was always printed material or yeah. maybe film. So you could but, get caught with it and be arrested. Yeah, but if if they were to overturn that decision and states could then illegalize pornography. What would that mean in today's world? Does that mean the user of it, the consumer of it? Because it used to be, okay, what it meant was illegal is that you couldn't sell porn out of your store. Yeah. But now the consumer of it, it's like you don't have to buy it anywhere. Right. So what is what would it mean for a state to make it illegal? Does that mean the user of it, if you somehow get caught, are subject to, you know, fines, jail time, whatever? You know- it, have we moved matter. into a world where where certain kinds of laws, even if states were allowed to make them, just don't make sense? It's possible, and it would be one of those... That's the thing. I don't think there should be ambiguous laws like that. Oh, I agree. But yeah, a lot, you should know what you're in for. They could the make the law and say, look, you cannot make pornography in the state of Ohio. If you're caught creating porn... That would be right. something. Yeah, that would be an example. So these girls who are, uh, you know, because c- there's millions of them out there mm-hmm. making porn and they get, you know, they try to make money on it. Most of them don't make any money. Um, and they could, if, if that were illegal, mm-hmm. then suddenly you'd be like, a lot of them would stop doing it. Yeah. Um, and what's more... It would set the, it would set the tempo for that area. It would, it, you know, yeah. So okay, we don't like we porn. Don't, we so don't there would like be some here. people who do. Mm-hmm. There would be some people who fight it, but the general population would view it as a bad thing. Why? Because it's illegal. Yeah. They should view it as a bad thing for other reasons. But but the it law is a teacher with those things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's see. The U.S. confirms a case of bovine spongiform something that I can't pronounce. A, a mad cow disease man, yeah, in okay, a slaughter plant Jesus. in South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. So they found so, mad cow disease in South Carolina. I don't really know what that means because I... I can tell you only briefly. cows get... Um, no, I, I, I actually understand the science of it. Oh, more, you know, the prions but, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But the... Can people get it? Is it only cows, right? Uh, no, I thought that's why it's a big thing, is that people can get it from the cows that have it. People can get it from the cows. Okay, and then it's caused mostly by cows being fed blood, which they are. Their own, like, I thought it was f- mostly by cows being fed specifically the brain matter of cows. Maybe that's what it is, but I'm, the point is that cows should get milk yeah. and raised on milk. If yeah. not milk, formula. And then grain. For some reason, they're mixing blood or in. Or grass or whatever. I never yeah. understood why. Why are you Why are you putting blood in the... Because it's protein. Uh, formula. Okay. 
that's they replace the milk because they want to use the milk to sell on the shelves. Yeah. So they sell the milk and then they use the blood from slaughters as protein replacements for the milk. And they get I the fat from somewhere, a, somewhere else too. Idiotic thing to do. Yeah, I think, it's kind uh, of an anti-natural thing. And it's right, not like I, we I, can't have enough cows and enough milk to feed everybody without doing right. that. How many, you know how much milk they pour out every day? I mean, it's incredible. Mm. We know just from goats. Yeah. Um, okay. The Prosecutor General's Office of Russia announces that Greenpeace is now considered an undesirable organization. Now? Uh, Greenpeace. Like at some point now, wasn't? Just in Russia. Oh, okay. I, yeah. So uh, Russia is finally saying, hey, this Greenpeace is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greenpeace offices in Russia will be closing down. I wonder if that's going to be like an underground thing, Greenpeace, in Russia. Can you imagine being part of an underground movement that's so stupid and pointless? Like, you're, you're risking your life over saving a tree, and it's like, there's so many things you could give your life for, and you do it for this. That's just stupid. It's like the... Uh... Nature what, what does not the... need you to take care of it. What was okay, the, uh, God's got it under the the commercials for the the the, the girl on uh, on All in the Family uh, would do about the puppies, and she would have this Gloria. Like, Gloria, yeah, yeah she like, did what's this. What's her name? And she had those commercials where she would talk about these these puppies that need adoption or something. And, like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was like so stupid. You know, I mean. It's, I mean, if, if if they're in this much trouble, maybe put them out of their misery. It's about as silly it's a, as... They're not people. The Ministry of Silly They don't walk. have souls. Yeah. Pope Francis appointed an Italian cardinal, uh, Matteo Maria Zuppi. That's as, the way it's spelled. So, as Vatican's special envoy and peace envoy for the Russian-Ukraine war. Oh. So this secret mission... A special envoy... For the Russian-Ukraine war. Yeah. Interesting. And this guy's going to bring about peace between Ukraine and Russia. So I, I, the reason people are talking about Pope Francis is that he's saying that he's got a secret mission for peace to bring about peace in Russia, like a plan which would eventually bring him to Russia. Oh well, everybody's talking which, about that but, in connection with the Garabandel. Yeah. Yeah, prophecies. But did you hear about the meeting between Zel- was it Zelensky and the Pope? That's yeah, how you say we it, right? About it last week. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We showed and up in sweats. Zelensky's like, I don't know. Yeah, he says he wants peace. I, this is what peace would look like to us. So I don't know what he wants, but oh yeah, uh, but he wore, I yeah, mean the he fact that he showed up in sweats and stuff. It's like yeah, well he does that with all his meetings. I know he it, doesn't. But wear it's like he's a freaking head of state the pope yeah, no matter who he's meeting he's a freaking Didn't head he of state why a, would he show a, up and... a picture yeah like a, a madonna with the christ child blacked oh, out with it yeah that's terrible that's that's yeah so it's like that's scary i you know but pope francis probably liked it he probably did but you know that the i'm thinking we were right from the beginning to say you know we shouldn't be like just jumping on the bandwagon and falling all over ourselves yeah. to support ukraine yeah, there's more here than we could understand. Yeah, uh, this is between Russia and Ukraine. Let them and God. Let them hash this <laughs> let out. Let them settle it. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Irish Data Protection Commissioner fines the parent company of Facebook uh, 1.2 yeah meta billion dollars or euros euros probably for what? for violating general data protection regulations that probably has to do with protecting personal data from use by things like advertisers and stuff like that mostly it's just advertisers Europe has Uh, a lot of rules about that that Okay, I don't like the personalized ads. I don't, you know, I try to be generally aware of my data, whatever. Yeah. But I really don't like that regime of regulation of that stuff that they have in Europe. Right. And, I mean, here's the thing, because I, mean, I remember everything over there. As Google was growing, I was in the marketing game, and people were talking about how, and I never understood their problem with it. Google oh. is collecting mm-hmm. information. Everything you do on Google, Google now knows. Yeah. You can't use Google without, without Google knowing, knowing okay. what and who you so are. So what? Uh, Google has people who want to sell things. I want to sell these uh, markers. And I happen to find out, I mean, you, you as the company who I could advertise through, <clears throat> happen to know the people who would most likely want not yeah. forget about the word buy. They know who wants these markers. Why wouldn't they put us together? Here's here's the um, here's the thing that I think people are afraid. Of. I mean, other than people just being weird about their mm-hmm. you know information, whatever. Uh, one of the things that people are concerned about that I don't think could ever happen in reality, um, be, because we are still real people and we talk to each other, mm-hmm. is. You go online and you you want markers and say Amazon where you can actually buy stuff knows because of the data that Google supplies that you'd be willing to pay uh, $7 for a pack of markers. And so they charge you $7 for a pack of markers and you don't even realize that your neighbor one door down just because his data presented different on Google, bought exactly those same marbles for five and a half dollars. The problem is, if you're that retarded that you can't just search around for the best price, exactly, That's, or talk to people and say, "Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of buying, buying some markers." Hey, I just paid five fifty yeah. for them on Amazon. What do you mean? That seven dollars for me? Hey, will you buy them for me? <laughs> you know, I mean. That's why it would quickly right. break down. You couldn't really get away with that. But that's that's kind of like the the utopia of advertisers uh, is to be able to, to serve that up, so to speak. Yeah. Brazil declares an animal health emergency for the next 180 days when they found an animal. It doesn't even say what kind of animal with H5N1. Isn't that the bird thing? But it's going to other like remember we they they found a dolphin. Oh, okay. With H five N one, if if the, if it's a bird thing and birds fly and it's migrate, and you really have no control. But here's over the them, thing: I don't. How I mean, <laughs> I think they're going to use this if, as an Brazil saying there's an animal health emergency. So far, what has it meant to us? It's meant destroying birds or whatever destroying farms and so and saying, they're going to use it to create a food shortage death. 
this is part of the great reset. Yeah, it's the it's the food shortage plan. Yeah. And Brazil was just taken over by this communist regime. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy who rightfully won, I guess, I I don't know where he's doing now, but it's like, hey, uh, I know, you, you know, the same way Trump rightfully won America's, but you know what? He had his chance. He blew it. Yeah. He could have done something. He could have done more. He could have gotten control he, of his military, he, and he'd still he could have gotten control of his military. That would have helped. He could have gotten control of the FBI while he was in office and fired all the people who were gunning mm-hmm. against him. Even after the election, he could have trusted people better. He trusted people who were stupid about yeah. pursuing the like Julian, election yeah. challenges, and then they ended up like having nothing to show. Uh, because they didn't play their cards right and and didn't follow the right paths of investigation and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Was... He, he kind of had his chance and blew it. It's unfortunate because the one, the one thing that Trump is that we need is somebody who's not part of the establishment. Right. Having power I don't know in if the we're establishment. Ever find that again. We may never have I don't that know again. If that's, yeah. I think. I think. Conservatives and liberals together are working to, to make that never happen. I'll still insist that he was the greatest president. Oh, in absolutely. Our but prior to Roe v. Wade being overturned, I was yeah. already saying he's the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. And once that yeah. got overturned, it's like, hey, you know. Yeah, I think he beats out Abe Lincoln. Yep. Um, but the problem is. Well, I now think Ronald he's... Reagan beats out Abe Lincoln, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Now he's wavering. Yeah. Uh, and, or he seems to be. I don't know. Mm, uh, we'll I, see, I, but... I see him saying things and it's like, hey, you know, that wasn't real smart. And he won't get off this dang vaccine kick. I know. It's like, if we oh, don't quit bragging like about vaccine, that. Nobody, get that out of your head. Yeah. Crazy. If you're going to say anything about it, say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's see, I'm going to skip this one because I've got a ton of news here. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announces his campaign Mm -hmm. for the presidential election. Um, We knew he would. Yeah. I don't... I kind of... I don't know. I I think... The problem is I really don't believe in elections anymore. I know. I, I, I don't know... Unless something changes, I feel like there's no point to the election. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean I won't vote. I Look, whether you believe it's real or not, you have a duty to at least... Cast your it vote. It takes yeah. two hours of your life, you know? You go, you stand in line, you vote. You can't do much more than that. But you can do that, and <clears throat> we won once, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to trust in God at some point, but... There's nothing wrong with going and voting. Yeah. Or, and it's wrong not to, especially uh, in these next few elections, because the local elections are so much more important than the national ones. And remember, uh, if you're see, a liberal, so, voting day is Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> uh, for Republicans, it's are we gonna Tuesday. Are we going to get banned from YouTube for saying that? <laughs> yeah. We'll get well, investigated um, by the FBI. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there was a guy was convicted, I think, I for putting those memes, for heaven's sakes. 
That was a long-standing joke. Every I know, every election uh, cycle election it came day, out. <laughs> yeah, Willie, uh, what's his name on the seven hundred? Oh yeah, Bill Cunningham. Willie, Billy Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his joke yeah. every year. <laughs> Uh, so did you hear about this thing? Oh, wait a minute. No, you sent it to me, actually. So the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, so they first, ha- they've got this pride night. Right. Uh, and then they realize that one of the groups that they're honoring with, I don't know what they, they give them some kind of plaque or something. I, I don't like know if it's a plaque gay. or if they just say, hey, you know, thumbs up, you know, hey, for you. you're good at being gay. Here's an award. <laughs> idiotic so they have that and one of the groups that they're honoring is just out and right blasphemous but they're all blasphemous but they specifically right. target and make fun of christians not only christians but uh, nuns catholics yeah nuns the blessed mother everything because that they, they call themselves sacred our lady of perpetual indulgence yeah they're men who dress up have, as nuns uh, I heard they do pole dances around crucifixes. Wow. Yeah, and they they're you know they say go and sin again instead of like go and sin no more. It's like so yeah. it's like completely blessed. But here's the thing that just a nasty, disgusting group. Here's the thing that annoys me. I I am actually more disgusted with the Catholic establishment than I am with this group because. The Catholic establishment should have been on this and against this whole gay homo pride thing from the beginning yeah. and not waiting until some group comes up. Because here's the thing, the whole gay homo pride movement is a blasphemy against God. It's it's a yes. sacrilege against God. It's, it's mocking God. Okay, nuns... As bad as you know, we, we get offended because they're mocking nuns. Nuns are not God. We get offended right. because they're, and we should be offended because they're mocking the Blessed Mother. But the Blessed Mother is not God. This, right. this, the Catholic response to this should have been long ago when the whole homo pride thing started coming out. The, the whole Catholic establishment today is like a bunch of people in a town where the enemy came in to do battle against their king and everybody went away and hid and was quiet and didn't say anything and didn't raise the alarm and didn't you know raise arms and now Paul Revere's. now the enemy is in the king's palace enjoying himself and suddenly everybody gets all in arms because the enemy defaces a, okay, a statue on. of the king. All right. Yeah, and the okay, the other part of the it's not just the uh Catholic establishment. It's the Catholic populace. Yeah, the Catholic people. Okay, and and this this irritates the daylights out of me. Um, I would. You can't. You can't just say, "Okay, baseball has turned gay." It has. Yeah, absolutely. Because the whole the whole league oh, is like this yeah, now. They're everybody has their pride it. nights. We have no business yeah. support. It's 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 not like 
Oh, I'll Why support are you still your, watching baseball? I'll support your Pride Night and I'll support your team as long as you don't have this particular group at your Pride Night. Yeah. Wait a minute. And it's not like it's not like there's a baseball player who's doing gay things and he's real bad and it's like oh, Okay, I'm yeah, gonna, we don't like him. They're, I'm gonna know, boycott the Reds. You wouldn't boycott the Reds just because this baseball player yeah, was is one of the Reds, and he's a really bad guy. You yeah. wouldn't do that. That's stupid. but the whole league is. But doing the it. Reds, yeah, all, all of them. They're they all love this stuff, and they're all celebrating gayness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm supposed to feel, you know, less masculine because I think sports are dumb and pointless. This kind of makes your point. And you doesn't got it? these guys are like, you can't just stop watching baseball. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Are you so addicted to it? Are you so addicted to it that you can't just walk away from it because of 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 them supporting gays? And if you're gonna act like you're uh, not part of that crowd, why are you supporting this organization that hates you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wants you gone. It's so. Yeah. I mean, who's unmanly? Mind blowing. Here. It's so. It's not like I don't do manly things. I mean, it's just I'm sorry, sports and and the well. No, the, my point is the way people get into the it inability so... to walk away from sports when it's evil is unmanly. Yeah, that's you know you you want to you want to accuse so. me of being unmanly because I don't follow sports. I'm going to say you're unmanly because you can't stop following them. Yeah, when they're evil. And and the same thing happened, you know, with the the, the uh, when when the football players were. Yeah, taking the knee instead of the for the national anthem. Yeah, I mean this got to be a big thing, and oh, hey, speaking of national anthem, okay, I'm gonna take a a I'm you know complete side break, uh, off topic. Yeah, going back to my granddaughter's uh, graduation, I I I don't know I don't know who her name is. Um, I, I think the name of the singer is Dominique Talbert. Um, and she was the one who was selected to sing the national anthem at the graduation ceremony. And I want to give a thumbs up kudos to whoever her choir director is, because she was a member of the choir. And obviously it's in that context that, you know, she did this. Um, for training her to sing the national anthem. Um, It was clear that she was nervous, and and Mm -hmm. so she kind of worked into it. But it's not just that she did a good job. And, boy, she hit some notes that I was like, okay, she's not going to be able to hit this next note. And it's like she wasn't even struggling to hit it. So I was really impressed by that. But... Now, the anthem's a hard song to sing. It is. Because it goes from octave it, to It's like, octave, yeah, all over the place. You're all over. But there's you this, there's this one good. part of the song that non-professionals always get wrong. Yeah. So it's the part, and, and okay, everybody, apologies, because I can't sing. But the part that goes, oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet... Okay, that banner, one note on ban. But what everybody wants to sing is, Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet. Two notes on ban. 
That's the wrong way to do it. She nailed it. Did, One note on band. I don't notice. I don't notice people doing. You don't that. notice. It I don't. Makes me nuts when people do. Maybe that. a lot do. Um, I don't hear the name anthem a lot because well, I don't yeah, go to sporting events. Sporting events you know, so you if don't you don't go it. to sporting <laughs> events, you probably never hear it. <laughs> probably. Um, but anyway, so she did it right. She nailed it. And those hard notes she did, and she made it sound effortless. I wanted to point that out. Uh, you know, I doubt anybody at that graduation will ever see this podcast, but good job to Dominique and good job to that choir director. Okay. Uh, back to baseball. So the, the Dodgers said, Hey, we can't have them because the Catholics are mad. And then they disinvited them. And then, and then the those queers got mad deal. The LGBTQ PCs back. And, yeah. and so they said, oh, we can't make the queers mad. Let's, and and uh, We get more money from the, queers than we get from Catholics. Let's go ahead and have them back. Where are the angels? Where do the angels play? Uh, <clears throat> the angels. Anheim? I don't know. Anheim, California. <clears throat> oh. So that's the mayor of Anheim, California, uh, as said said uh will you please come here to the city of angels and so they've got an invitation from anheim but still the dodgers have decided to give them uh the spotlight for a little while because because they're so good at being gay and so we need to give them the hey people you're who gay are good award. at being gays see that's the thing uh, i mean it's I, like, I don't understand the whole thing it's so dumb. the whole gay thing is anti-Christian, anti-Catholic, anti-God. It's a mockery of the whole human race. These It makes no sense if you're not These men it. who are mocking the Catholic Church are doing exactly what the whole gay movement is doing from the beginning. These are the, not yeah, like some kind of unfortunate of like like ugly scab on the gay movement. This is the gay movement. Yeah. And to say, oh, and we'll do now, Pride Night as long as we don't have them. That's the problem. That's what's disgusting. And now, it's not just that that is the gay movement. That's the baseball league. It's the baseball that's leagues the now. Leagues. Yeah, that's that's all the sports leagues are stop now. Stop watching it. Yeah, just stop watching it. Walk stop away from it. Stop buying baseball stuff. Don't put money into it. I mean, there's no reason for you to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Open AI CEO. Oh, so Open AI. There, he's, he's the one. Behind, they're the ones that came. Their up engine with is behind ChatGPT and all that stuff. Yeah. Most of the AI stuff is based on Open AI. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, companies have taken it and done. Different there are things, a couple of like competitors to Open pictures. AI, but yeah, most of it. Most of it is Open AI because it's the cheapest way to. Get and it's the most and it's the most evolved if you want to think of it that way yeah yeah and it's probably got the most people working on it which is why um, it evolves right uh the ceo calls for government regulation of the new technology that could cause significant harm what would that I mean? have yet i have yet to see anyone talk about harm that AI can do to us. Me too. And I have saying, yet well, to hear what government regulation would mean of such a technology. Right. 
because it's like, oh, you have servers. Okay, okay, here's a quote. Okay. Here's a quote. My worst fears are that we cause significant, we the field of the technology industry, cause significant harm to the world. I think that could happen in a lot of different ways, but he never, never names one. any examples. Yeah. What? Yep. What are you afraid of? And what would it mean for the government to regulate it? Okay, like, okay, anybody who has more than 50 servers who could run a open AI program, you have to give government permission to run a program because you might run something like an open AI on it. What does it mean it, to have government, government regulation of, of a technology like that? It, it's just so stupid. Because the government's so good at regulating technology, I guess the government would run a program on that server to make sure that the AI didn't do things I know, that the but, AI is not supposed to do. But it's like the AI gets around that. That's the point. Well, but aside from that, what would it mean in terms of a law? Okay, so I go, right. I'm a rich guy, and I go by my own server farm, and I run my own AI. How, yeah. What kind of law makes it so I can't do that? Or I run something yeah. that's not quite an AI. Well, not, or, uh, what, what law exactly? defines what the AI is? The, and, and what do I have to do to be in compliance with the law? It, the, the very and what kind of regulation? The very would concept of these regulations, happening? the suggestion shows how stupid these people are. Even if they're smart tech-wise, they're very stupid law-wise. But I think a lot. Okay, the the CEOs of very large organizations—they're not even smart tech-wise. Yeah, they—they're—they're right. they're smart trend-wise. I think they know exactly what they're doing because anytime the government regulates something, it's basically to support an already uh, close to monopoly. Oh, that's right. They regulate oil. And, and that's it's what to this support is the for. oil industry. They're, you know, too many people regulate steel. It's to support the steel AIs. industry. That's true. Too many people are doing all kinds of stuff that we never thought of doing. So they say, how can um, we keep them from doing whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I know. No, only I can do that. Let's AI. say the only, government only has to regulate company. it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point. That's what this is that's all about. That's what it's about. That's what all this fear-mongering is about. It has nothing to do um, with, with harm. Right. It's just because they know people are so easily scared about this. So people are willing to give over all power to the government when the government... Even if they did have it, they wouldn't know what to do with it, no, other than keep people from using it properly. Yeah. That's what they would do. I I wish, I mean, so many people do not see it this way. Mm -hmm. So many people are so scared of it, they won't give me one example of what problem this would cause. And they talk about things like the sensor and, and the presentation of information. Mm -hmm. And I would say, so what? You already this have is that. a problem it's called already. Google. It's called yeah. YouTube. Try to, I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I guess the Calgary police released Josh Alexander after they arrested him last oh, week. Okay. Um, so, but there were transgender counter protesters that burned Bibles and harassed. I, I mean, you saw it on video. Mm -hmm. They harassed Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander got gets arrested, and of course, the trannies do not get arrested. Yep, you can be a transvestite and do anything you want in the name of your trans. Transvestite, yep. you've got 
free reign. Harass anyone you want. Um, speaking of Canada, I've got a couple things here. Uh, one of the Canadian cops who gave uh, $50 to the Freedom Convoy. Oh, he the has truckers? to work 80. <clears throat> yeah. He has to work 80 hours as punishment for that. Punishment for giving money to the, the Freedom Convoy? Mm-hmm. Wow, those Canucks are, are I mean, they're, I guess yeah. that we've, we've known yeah. that for a while. They've, they've been socialist yeah. up there for a long time. Now, a Canadian police officer, uh, let me see where, what territory is he in? I don't see it. Uh, shot to death in an unprecedented surge of law enforcement murders. Hmm. Uh, a lot, nine killer, nine officers have been killed in the past seven months in Canada. Uh, usually when they're ambushed, when they respond to calls. Mm, so these are planned okay. killings. Yeah. Look, so they I, create a response situation and then kill them mm-hmm. when they respond. We keep going back to this, but, um, I, I don't know what to say here. Uh, we've got. We just had an example of the Calgary police where they arrested Josh the wrong Alexander. Guy. They arrested what? the wrong guy. Okay. The guy who was being harassed. They did, not, they did not arrest the guy they should have arrested. Yeah. And now we're supposed to uh, rally as conservatives around these police yeah. who I mean, do these things. Okay, nobody should be killing police. It's not happening. Right. Because it's wrong to kill. But it's wrong to kill police because it's wrong to kill people. Right. Not particularly yeah, because they're police. Police should I mean, be in any way protected the, the, more than other you know, people. The, you kill a person, you kill a person. <clears throat> it's a more murder. So, I don't know. The, you know, more of this... The police oh, are just instruments of the state. Thing. If the state is bad, the yeah. police will be bad. If the state is good... we got a bad state right the now. The police will be good, except for the the minor petty terror, uh, tyrannies of, yeah. of, you know local corruption Which and stuff happens. like that. Well, you, that you happens no matter what. But, yeah. Uh, just the whole thing is... I, I don't even know what direction to go in yeah. because I don't <laughs> want people killing cops. <laughs> the people who are killing cops are like gang members mm-hmm. who do violent things anyway. They're criminals. Um, and <clears throat> it's not like I want them to be allowed to do their stuff. It's just that the cops aren't doing anything anyway. Yeah. So... I mean, the, the, the cops are enforcing not, a... Right. tyrannical police state anyway and right. so what do you what do you do with that yeah. if if the cops like if the Cincinnati police were to do an about face and say hey we want to make Cincinnati safe from Ohio tyranny and if the Ohio National Guard and Ohio State Police were to do an about face and say we're gonna keep Ohio safe from Washington DC yeah. tyranny well, then we would back them yeah. completely. Yeah, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Instead, the FBI comes in and does what they want, and the cops and nobody support stops them. them. Yeah, and it's like, why are you? Getting... Why? Why aren't all the local police arresting FBI agents who are? Yeah. Im- what are you doing? Implicated this in the Durham citizen. report. Yeah. Yeah. Why are this was our citizen? You broke into his house in the FBI middle of the comes night, and, and breaks into death. somebody's house because no. of somebody who had, who went to Washington D.C. Why aren't the police protecting yeah. that citizen and arresting the FBI agents? Yeah, that's the cops should show up and, if they want. And stop if them. we want a back the blue, that's what you need to to get. 
is a boo a blue worth that, black uh, worth backing right that 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 would go a long way but there's also the fact that the police have set up the relationship that they have with the public yeah they set this yeah, up that's we true. didn't set that's it up that's true you guys made laws about seat belts so that now i have to worry not about driving safely but about whether or not i've got, got a, a, seat a belt stupid on. procedural thing why would you thing? give me a ticket over a seatbelt yeah give a ticket over unsafe driving i don't want to see cops because you make me do things that i don't want to do mm-hmm. and there's no reason for you to make me do them don't give me that well it's the law it's a dumb law mm-hmm. and okay maybe i'm dumb for not wanting to put my seatbelt on it doesn't matter it's my business not the states the cops have set up the 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 I mean, it's the legislators the that really is, set up the like, laws, but the cops enforce it and they don't have to. Right. Right. When you see a cop, automatically you're thinking, crap. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it's gosh, like when, when you look in your rear view mirror, like, there's gosh, a cop behind cop. you. Okay. It's bad it's like, news. Yeah, you don't want to It's never good news when the cops show up. Uh, I know every now and then uh, the cops do get into a situation where they save someone. I know that does happen. But most of the time, when you see a cop, it's not good news. Mm-hmm. You, Unless you'd you're rather being him not being there, be there. Yeah, right. So you could—I mean—they set this up the way it is, and now they want—I don't know—a whole bunch of community celebration. It's not happening. If if they were uh, if they would of... tour their beats, do looking for ne'er do wells, so to speak. Yeah. Instead of looking for violators of petty regulations, mm-hmm. we would probably feel differently. I mean, here in Shiviat, everybody knows that when you see, it used to be a thing, uh, shoes hanging over. Oh the, yeah, the drug the thing. Wires. Why aren't the cops the staking those out? Yeah, why aren't they sitting out front and just? That would tell people, hey, you you're need, here to protect our neighborhood. You don't have to arrest him. Mm-hmm. Just sit well, there. Well, we can't arrest him without a warrant. Then don't just arrest sit him. there. Sit there in front of his house so that everybody's afraid to come here. Watch the and shoes. Write down license plate numbers. Instead of going up to you know wherever Harrison right off the interstate and sitting with your speed gun or something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, right. And you cops have created yeah. this, or you yep. legislators have, and you cops reinforce it. This is the relationship. The public doesn't like you. Well, we've just given you some suggestions for changing it. Yeah, you could change it. It's all on you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cops, uh, Vatican guards open fire and arrest a man who sped through the gates in his car. So oh. I guess the the Vatican's gated in. Yeah. I guess there's walls and gates around the Vatican. Even though the Pope uh, like gave this great big speech yeah. when Trump was running for president against walls. Yeah, he didn't want the wall. <laughs> yeah. And somebody tried to get through the wall and they opened fire and on. arrested him. Did I he? don't think they killed him. I think he was just a crazy yeah. dude. I don't know. Uh, okay, have you? do you know who Sam Bryant Brinton is? No. He's the former nuclear official. Former nuclear. That's not what, is what it he mean? is. What's his actual uh, Spell it. title? B-R-I-N-T-O-N. Um, he was... Deputy Assistant Secretary. Uh, that's just way too long to say. There's, I thought he had a more 
<laughs> I, I thought he had an easier title to talk about, but he was an official in the Biden team that oh. has something to do with nuclear energy okay. and stuff. Some kind of Biden. But he, he, he's, he doesn't yeah. look like a savory guy. No, he's not. He looks like a thug. Number one. Doesn't he? He can't figure out if he's a male or female. Oh my gosh. So there's that. He's, he's like and, queer but and. he looks like a kid. Looks like a, a like, like a kid wanting to be a thug. Like. Yeah. And then what's more is he keeps stealing people's luggage. He goes to airports and he steals other people's luggage. He's been arrested like four or five times now. <laughs> it's so weird. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird thing that we're even talking about it. Yeah. But he was, uh, he was arrested again. And I think he goes after like, I think he like plots it out. It seems like he goes after specific people who are like famous fashion designers and stuff. And he steals their, he steals their suitcase. And then he goes and he poses in the outfits that were in the suitcase so that the designers like only one of those existed and it was in my suitcase and now you have it and he keeps getting arrested for it it's so weird <laughs> and biden made him a, a only in biden's only team biden. yeah this is a biden you know what under trump this would not happen yeah uh the vatican has um created this new body it says within P-A-M-I. I don't know what P-A-M-I is. P-A-M-I uh, To provide training and guidance to Catholic bishops on how to respond to alleged Marian apparitions. Hmm. Do we the, need something like that? Of, I don't... Are there that many Marian apparitions? Well, there's a ton of them. But, yeah, I guess so. In fact, there was, I, two, I mean, there like, was one in Cincinnati... Yeah. And then there was one in Falmouth. Mm -hmm. um, Falmouth, I remember. Just within my about lifetime. Yeah. So there are a ton of people claiming to be uh, Marian yeah. apparitionists. If you, I, I don't know what the right term is, and yeah. and they they draw so many people into their little cults to the point where they kind of yeah, they, start to ignore the groundings of the Catholic faith. You know, stay in the sacraments, right. Holy Communion, Confession, the Rosary. Um, and, and they get just kind of like sucked and they get sucked into these cults to the point where like if somebody doesn't agree with them and go into the cult with them um, yeah, they, get they think you're yeah like like you're betraying the Catholic faith or something like that um, a lot of the Medjugorjeites were like that yeah and that, that was one of the big ones yeah. that, you know well known but um, some people still go there oh yeah yeah I know um, it's like you know but I don't know. Maybe, maybe something like this is is needed. I, you know, whether whether the Pope Francis well, regime is the one the to do president, it. The president uh, rejects the authenticity of Our Lady of Fatima. Really? Uh, saying that that's like, already been accepted he, and established. Right. Well, he's saying that anything that that contains a warning seems to be a false. And this is the the so Akita Fatima suggests apparitions about God's punishment are false despite approval. Oh, well, you can see what Francis is know. doing with I this. I guess thing. God never punished anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Francis just wants everybody to ignore Mary's warnings. 
But you know, the thing is, Mary, here's the thing that people should understand. Mary does not come to sensationalize God's wrath. She comes as a mother to try to protect us and warn us. You remember the, um, the, uh, what's that miraculous icon where the images actually moved? Uh, are you talking the one the images move? Yes, the the so the, the there was a monastery, and the monk was praying With, where the, in front of the icon. The yeah, child. Right. Okay. And and Jesus, Mary started. There were these like marauders coming, and Mary started warning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether he was the abbot or or whatever, you know. But right, the, the started the warning. Of Mary yeah, started talking to him. Started talking to him, and Jesus in the picture moved his hand over his mother's mouth and said, no, mom, said, no, let them don't know. tell them they've been, you know, you know, they've been ignoring, they've been ignoring my, my and, rules and, you know, and, and so been... forth. And Mary pulled Jesus's hand away from her mouth and told him, Mary is trying to protect us when she warns us of God's wrath. Right. Have you ever seen that picture? I have seen it. Do you, do you know what? It shows, it, it shows Mary holding the Christ child's hand away from her mouth. It's been re- replicated in that form. It's not a repu- replica. No, no. What I mean is, the original one's not a replica, but it's been replicated in that form. People have reproduced it, taken pictures, repainted it, and so forth. In that but form, we have the actual picture though. Somewhere, I yeah. Think. Uh, I'm trying. Probably to in that original so that monastery. Can... Yeah. So I. I... I had a picture of it. Let me see if I can. Uh, yeah, if, if you can pull that up, that would be good for people. Because this is like, it's like Mary when she's warning us, she's being a mother. I, you know, she's, you know, it's it's like saying, hey, you know what? When your father gets home, he's going to expect you to have uh, your shoes put in their proper place and the trash taken out. If you don't do those things, you're going to get punished. Yeah. Um, but it's such a. And so this Pope is a. If you see the picture, the, because the, the baby Jesus in this picture looks angry. Yeah, he is. And I, I can't find he it. He wants these guys to be um, punished, and Mary is calling for mercy. It's kind of like when God wanted to punish the, the Hebrews, and then Moses would intervene and say. You know, hey, you know what? You pull these people out of Israel. If you punish them now, everybody's going to say that that you know that you weren't true to your word. For the sake of your word, you know, forgive these people, even though they're stiff-necked. Well, Mary's kind of like that. She's always calling for mercy from her son. Yeah. Well, okay, I I can't find it, but I will find yeah, it. Yeah, we'll put and it I on our put it on stuff. the web, in the show notes. Um, but it, it because it's kind of a freaky picture. Yeah. When you consider the fact that the painter originally had Mary just holding baby Jesus, mm-hmm. and then this all happens, and they were safe, <clears throat> and they get out from hiding, and suddenly and they this look picture up at is their, like their this picture yeah. of Mary, and it's changed. Uh, I don't know. It happened like with like the 400. Yeah, this was like an that. ancient. It, it was thing. a long time ago. Yeah. 
maybe fourteen hundred. I can't remember. I thought it was but, earlier. Uh, uh, so, maybe, maybe it's you know what, we don't have but, proof or anything of it, but uh, it's a neat. The whole thing is pretty neat. Um, <clears throat> students stay home in droves on the day when in, in Ontario they hit a gay flag die, gay pride flag day. So all the schools in Ontario had their gay flags up, and most a lot of the students just stayed home. Good for them, uh, especially the uh, Muslims. So the uh, so Canada is a great big That's socialist sad. state, but but maybe the people yeah. of Canada are a little bit more well grounded. Right. Well, the thing is, it was it was mostly the Muslims who, who stayed refused home. to yeah. go there, not Catholics. Why not Catholic? Yeah, we, we know what the Catholics are like in Canada sad. because of the earlier story. Yeah, Josh but, Alexander. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Texas passes a bill to reform the infamous 10-day rule, which would, I guess, hospitals, if they were going to take someone off life support, they had to wait 10 days. Uh why? And I think now they have to wait longer. Okay. <clears throat> I was going to say, why was that infamous? Well, but, because no. basically, if the hospital decided, hey, this guy's brain dead. Oh, so the hospital they, could do it irrespective of the wishes of the family or, or the person right. who had medical, you know, right. Right. Okay. I, and I don't know how much it changes that. It's hard to. I think there's now 25 days, and I think. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be. I, I I don't think it's quite the death panel that it was before. I guess if it, if but, it's like 25 uh, days or a month panel. or something like that, then uh, I suppose because there may be cases where the stand, you know, you you have to establish a medical standard of death. And right. if the standard of death is met, you say, okay, let's go ahead and, and draw up life support, whatever. I'm not against that kind mm-hmm. of thing, but it should be a, right. a consistent standard. But the thing is, if, if you're leaving it where there's not a standard and then the the family is left to say, oh, should we, shouldn't we? Are they really just dead and, and we're just, you know, right. pumping air through? I, I mean, it's a hard decision. The, for the hospital to be able to say, we'll take that that burden of that decision from you. I could see cases I, where that I, would be a merciful thing for the family. As long as they do have a standard. If there's a standard. As long as they say, this yeah, is what this is what means. Yeah, exactly. And, and over time, as we learn things, as science progresses, as biology progresses, that standard change. may change. Yeah. And that's okay too. And, and, and also, uh, I mean, let's say we are going to say this is dead and the guy gets there. That doesn't necessarily mean that he'll never live again uh, because, but there are situations where it's like, okay, normally we would say this guy maybe has a chance. It's just that in your specific case, this certain condition exists Oh. That forces us to spend much more money than we normally would right. to keep him alive. I don't. Some of those might be hard decisions. Yeah. I, I don't know how. You I mean, as a as I a thing, I, I can see where where it it might be merciful to the family for the hospital to have the right 
to take the decision. But yeah. it, it's got to be like, yeah, it, it can't be death, like, like something that can be done like death panels. Like, okay, we're, we're going to decide right. who gets to live and who has to die. Uh, on a similar note, we've got Canada uh, ever since they've, I mean, they're like going in a, they're like having a suicide marathon up there. Really? Everybody's committing suicide. Oh my gosh. And I, I mean, I've seen like TikTok videos where uh, like they're interviewing about the fact that they're getting ready to kill themselves. Oh my gosh. It's like people, this person can still talk and talk about killing herself uh, and to to help get her, her daughter get TikTok followers or something like that. It's really terrible. Oh, wow. But now uh, they've talked about uh, extending the euthanasia to cover homelessness and poverty. And 28% of Canadians agree for you uh, uh, with euthanasia for homelessness. That's so a full third almost. you lost your home. I, I think about it. I've, I've been homeless. Wow. I've been to the point where I was like, hmm, I can't, I don't, I don't really have a place to live. I have to live with someone mm -hmm. else. Technically, that makes me homeless. Um, but it does, it's not forever. Yeah. You know, when you come on a situation, if it's not like, oh, I'll never have a home again. I'll never have a bed to sleep in again. You, you get on your feet. You try. You don't just kill yourself. This is a terrible situation up there. But I... The fact that 28% support it tells you that this uh, culture up there is really, really bad. Yeah. Biden State Department offers free counseling to staff who are triggered by accidental misgendering. <laughs> clown world here. Talk about clown world. Yeah. That should have been one of my nonsense yeah. items. <laughs> yeah. So remember we talked about uh, RFK Jr. Mm -hmm. The uh, Democrat presidential. He's for president. Yep. He's a Democrat. Uh, and I did, I couldn't find his position on abortion. Did you find it? He is pro-abortion. Yeah. What did we expect? So of we course he's pro-abortion. We cannot support him in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, Catholics, you can't vote for him. You can't support him. It's a sin to do so. I think he's, it's a mortal sin to do so. I think this is a Trump lookalike. I think he, I think they're using him to get support. He's going to look like Trump, except for that, mm -hmm. and get people rallying around him. I, I think that's what they're up to. Well, I think they've got a Democrat people. who who can talk like Trump in a certain uh -huh. way, and. Um, I, I look. Abortion is always the deciding factor. Yeah. If they're pro-abortion, they're bad. I mean, it's not just, it's not that not just bad. They're evil. It's not that that being pro-life automatically. Uh, it, it's kind of you know, right. abortion is a disqual a, a single issue disqualifying issue, right. not necessarily a single issue qualifying issue. So right. If you're if you're pro-abortion, you can't have our so the Catholic support at least without the Catholics 
you know, shouldn't anyway. Sinning. Um, yeah. If you're pro-life, well, okay, that's a, a first entry. But then among the pro-life candidates, you've got other things you need to, <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. including your ability to manage and and uh, administrate and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of government regulation on software, the Senate Democrats have introduced a bill that would give the federal government massive power over online platforms like social media. What does that mean? They ask new rulemaking, investigation, and penalizing power over disinformation. Oh, they're trying to go this after is, we're back Twitter. To, we're back with to with Elon this. Musk. Yeah, yeah they're they're. Um, yeah, this is an area that the government has no business being in. And you know what? I think there's no constitutional power this, for this. Right. I think they're using this in combination. They're using this to get the left and they're using the AI scare tactics to get the right, get the right yeah. in order to give to them give government power over, the over computing generally. And that's what I that's what I wanted to point out about the the AI to say, oh, the government should regulate AI. There's no way to do that without giving the government just plain general broad powers right. over all computing platforms. And, okay, here's what sucks. This was all so unnecessary. If the platforms had never gotten protection concerning- Oh yeah copyright stuff concerning the damage mm-hmm. they do when people by people using their platforms <clears throat> concerning uh, uh human trafficking yeah they're they're protected from this if they had never they, gotten the protection if you didn't give them this they would not have this power yeah. and we would not need any kind of regulations we still don't need it but we do need to make them liable for what they do or what they allow uh I don't, okay, I was gonna. I don't know whether I'm gonna bring this up or not. I still got a lot of news. You got a lot of news. This Jim Caviezel. Oh, drawing Jim out Caviezel of the interview. Oh, the with the yeah, uh, the thing with that uh, Joe sent us. Yeah. So I. And that was a weird interview to me. It, the guy of, asked one question. Yeah. Jim Caviezel did not end up answering that question. And the whole time that he was speaking, it looked like he was trying to read a teleprompter, but doing a bad job of doing it. I don't think so. I don't think he was reading a teleprompter. I think he's doing what I have problems doing right now. Like right now I'm looking at the camera, but a lot of times I'll talk like this because I'm reading. Yeah, you're reading. Or I'm looking at a picture, but I'm- But he was like this. I might also just be, I know, but if, if, there was a can- there was probably a monitor. And then he kept restarting his sentences as though like he's trying to read something but got it wrong and then has to go back and restart. I got the feel yeah, that he was he was trying to read something and kept he was just doing it badly. I don't think he I don't think he was trying to read well, something. What was he looking I think at? he was being sincere. I, I I just told you he's looking at a picture of Bannon of a monitor with Bannon's face. You when you look at people when you talk to someone, you look at them. Well, and if okay, you're looking yeah. at I'm a, looking at you right now. For online, example. right? I'm looking at you, and you could tell that I'm not looking at the camera. Okay. But if your picture were over then here, you'd be looking here, over there. I'll I'll move you to the other monitor. 
Now I'm looking at you. See? Yeah, but the 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 way he he stopped and restarted sentences felt like that though. Uh, I don't know. That's he, I could uh, be wrong. I you know I just look. That's that's the impression I got. The big part of this is mm. yeah I think this is an but regardless movie. yeah. But we've been saying this since go back 2018. We talked mm-hmm. about this. This southern border is the way to, and I I don't know. I didn't watch the whole interview. I don't think it he, wasn't. There's no way he goes far long. enough. Yeah, no, no, no. Because and he never answered the, the question administration, that the guy asked. Yeah, the, the Biden mm-hmm. administration is taking part in this. Yeah, they're making money and they're facilitating. Right now, our government is facilitating human trafficking. Right. They're and they're profiting from Oops. it and. I hate to say this, I I don't know. I I think I think the Catholic Church is. I think it I is. Think the I think our bishops. They are getting money. I think our bishops immigrants have been for these refugees are getting yeah, paid per refugee. I, They're part of this. Uh, our bishops, this whatever, have been this underground promoting, not not publicly per name, but they have been mm-hmm. supporting through their actions, human trafficking for years. But not just that, they're getting paid. And for getting paid for They it. get paid As, per yeah. refugee that they house. Mm-hmm. Where do you think these refugees end up? These are these the are, actual are victims, are victims of, of human, human trafficking, trafficking and our bishops have been facilitating human trafficking. That's, that's the word yeah. that I'm searching for. Our bishops right. have been facilitating human trafficking yeah. for years possibly decades this is a serious thing but it's such a deep rabbit hole that and and it's like hey alex jones has been talking about this forever mm-hmm. it's nice that it is getting more screen Traction, time yeah. that more and more people are kind of waking up to <clears> it <throat> most people i don't think they would ever dare follow this as far as it really goes Oh yeah, you know, because they would they start seeing. At, yeah, no. Oh, human. Uh, Joe Biden's not a part of this. Right. Oh crap! Yes, he is. Yeah. Most of Hollywood is. I mean, this is. Most of Hollywood are probably clients of human trafficking. Yeah. If you want to get back to it, you want to get right down well, to it. Now, there's still some. I don't know. I'm not right. saying that whole pizza game. How much thing more news true, do you have? I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm going to talk about. Uh, I don't have any more news. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. You go. You go. You disappear from the camera while I'm talking. Right. Um, can you? Can you hear? Yeah. Oh no no no! Because I'll. I, I, my headphones. Okay. I'll have to take okay. them off. Uh, I'm going to talk about Roseanne Barr. Oh okay. I guess Ro- Roseanne Barr I'll is pro life. I didn't know that. Um, LifeSite News has a article about her comments it really makes me mad when they say women have the right to choose and then the choice they're thinking about is that something so barbarian uh she's talking about abortion um i don't know if she was always pro-life uh she had that show that came in for a little while what was their problem with her i mean it was a they destroyed her like within two shows uh they had the 
she was pro-Trump. Everybody tuned in. Uh, the network got a lot of flack for having her show on. Something happened. What did she? She did some. Oh, uh, I think she did something behind the scenes. She said she like said something while she was drunk or something, didn't she? Uh, and everybody just uh, they they censored her. They they disappeared her. Um, and I, on the one hand, it's like I don't think she should have been disappeared as easily. But it's not like it was a conservative show. She happened to be for Trump, but she also had a tranny child in the program uh, and promoted uh, transvest. How do you even say it? Transgenderism, I guess. But I can't All think right. of a way to say transvestite and make it an ism. What's transvestiteism? Is that what you'd say? Instead of transgenderism. I'd say transvestism. But transvestism. Uh, Roseanne Barr, in her show that she had, did have a uh, a uh, transvestite child and kind of acted like that was okay. So she wasn't exactly conservative, but apparently she is pro-life. Oh. But she's been disappeared anyway because... I can't remember. She did something. I don't know. Maybe she like used the N word or something. Like uh, shot. It was off mic, but they got her. They caught oh. her, and it, they made a huge deal of it to get her to disappear. But trans. I, I mean, Roseanne Barr was a comedian. She, she was started out comedian. as a stand-up. Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing more than mm -hmm. that. So if a comedian says something a little off key. That was how it's she just, was popular yeah, anyway. She was always comedians. Awesome. Remember when always she always do that stuff. That's what remember they when do. she sang the uh, national anthem yeah, and at a baseball grabbed game herself afterwards. and grabbed yeah. her crotch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein threatened to blackmail Bill Gates by exposing an affair with a Russian women, woman, but apparently I don't get this because I think it worked. Like they tried to get. Bill Gates to pay. Wait a I, minute. I think it was like a hundred. The million. fact that you're reading this in the news doesn't that mean he already exposed this, it? Yeah. He did. Oh. Okay. Well, now now it's exposed. But back when Epstein was alive. Oh, this was okay. This we is didn't know about okay. This. this is recently revealed old news. Okay. Yeah, but but Bill Gates. If it's my understanding, Bill Gates did pay a hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. To keep it quiet. And they're saying it was to keep it quiet. Was it to keep it but quiet from the public it. or from his wife? I don't know, because that's the thing. You can't... Look, he, he's the richest man in the world. I don't think any wife is going to be too quick to divorce mm -hmm. him. Yeah, even if... Uh, just because he has an affair. Not that... Yeah, I, not that we don't think do that, but... affair's not a big deal, but... Given his girl, obvious, uh, yeah, moral. But she was like 21 or 22 or something, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, this, we're not talking about illegal here. Yeah. Even if she was 18, it's still not illegal. Uh, it was maybe a little yucky, but he's the richest man in the world, or one of the right. richest men in the world, one of the most powerful. And men the in thing the is, world. he's not a politician. I don't. So 
Yeah, Why so is he cares? afraid? Like, is oh, it, I'm never buying Windows again. Is it just? A, and he's yeah, and he's not even involved in that anymore. Is it just a, a matter of personal embarrassment? I mean, because you know he came from fairly humble beginnings. That's what Does I don't he's get. He's just still retain a little bit of that. Oh, I don't want people to know I did something bad. I don't think so. I don't you don't think, think so. that's it? I think, I think we're misreading it. I don't think they. Re- I don't think Jeffrey Epstein uh, blackmailed him with that. Oh. Maybe there was something else he blackmailed him and with. And that's just the and, okay. And there, or maybe Bill Gates really did just give him the money because Bill Gates. I mean, mm-hmm. 100 million is nothing to Bill yeah. Gates. So what's the big deal anyway? Um, <clears throat> But it's just, I mean, this this cute little Russian girl who plays bridge. Bridge? I think the card game? That's how she's famous, is because she, she's good at playing bridge. Huh. I don't, I've never played bridge in my it's life. It's such a weird thing to be good famous at, yeah. for. Or to, to be famous yeah, for being good I've at I've never even played it. Yeah, as far as famous bridge players go. But anyway, Bill Gates got a hold of her, <laughs> and I guess they did it. They had a little thing. Uh, he wanted to keep it quiet. That's okay. what's being reported. I think I maybe there's something. Quiet. Maybe there was like maybe somebody stumbled upon this transaction, and they needed some yeah. excuse to cover something much some bigger. And so they went and found this young Russian chick, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna say that he had an affair with you. Here's a little bit of money. You just let us say this and go away and, and be okay with it." Yeah. Maybe he never even met. So, her. I, I, Bill Gates is trying to uh, cause the Great Reset. He's part of the. He's he is bringing right, he's America like, to this its was knees. Yeah, and he's he's uh, buying farmland and not farming specifically to cause, cause a food shortage and giant yep. shortages, which is going to kill a lot of people. I think he's. He's done a lot worse things than sleep with the twenty. Yeah, I wonder if we're so, gonna see like a a you know like you remember the the you know like the Ukraine deaths after the the communist revolution in Russia at, you know after World War Two. Yeah. Um, I wonder if and, it's gonna. I wonder if we're gonna see things like that here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, it got close to that during the. I mean, people were starving to death during the the, the Great Depression. Uh, Great Depression mm-hmm. in the Dust Bowl and uh, Gorsuch blasts. Mm. So Judge Gorsuch, yeah, uh, he blasted the COVID lockdowns as among the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in the U.S. history. All right. Okay, where were you during that? I know. Time? Why? Why weren't why, you why, speaking up? Why didn't you? Why weren't you saying? That's another thing. It's people talk about it now, and I don't understand. Really, during the shutdowns, we were the only ones saying. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anyone who said this is this the is bad. Thing this is a ever, civil rights violation. This is really bad. It's a violation of the Fifth this Amendment is, uh, and the Fourteenth Amendment. It's bad because of that. It's bad because it's going to cause all kinds of problems way down the line, mm-hmm. which and ultimately it's going to kill um, people, a lot of people, and it yeah, did. And it's not going to help. It's not going to help, help anyone. Keep yeah. COVID from spreading at all. It won't keep it's not COVID from spreading, like and yeah, the, it's not going to curve the whatever. Flatten the curve curve or whatever it is they wanted to. Yeah, flatten the curve. It's not going to flatten the curve. It's retarded. (laughs) It's retarded. It's like the the song from the Beverly Hillbillies, or not Beverly Hillbillies, the Dukes of Hazzard. The straightening the curves and flattening the hills. (laughs) 
Straight. I don't even know the song. I just know those two lines. I remember. Because I um, used to think, you know how you mishear things? I thought they said flapping the girls. And then mom said, no, it's mm -hmm. flattening the curves. Or uh, no, fl flattening the hills, straightening the curves or something like that. Oh. Okay. See, that was on once a week, Thursday night. <laughs> um, it brings back two memories. Number one, remember dad had the TV time? Yeah. Tickets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had to use the. So the you would do chores. Get TV and time. You would get and then we could redeem those. For a half hour. And they'd be like, everybody, you know, because it's Thursday evening. Dukes of Hazard is on in an hour and a half. Everybody <laughs> clean this so and we'll try to Dukes earn enough Hazzard. time so we can watch Dukes of Hazard. Uh, the other thing is that we had these little tape machines. I think most people probably didn't have this. Yet. Oh, yeah. This we recorded the song, boxes. didn't we? Like the, the little cassette recorder. Right. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Grandpa had access to certain things. Because being a technician, he how many times did we try to record that without somebody yeah. talking, without having somebody sneeze and or we cough? We all had or... our own tape of it. <laughs> you know, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> and when it was my turn to record, I had it all set up, and like it was like halfway through it, Ginger just said something like. You know they use a lot of different cars for these <laughs> shows. Talking about the fact that the cars would get destroyed in the shows. I was so angry. I like hit her or something. I just, I like turned around and yeah. punched her. I, I didn't punch her. I hit her or something. And then I got my ass whooped yeah. by dad for hitting a girl. And it's all on tape, including me crying for like five minutes because Dad whooped my yeah, butt. Yeah, and you didn't think to push stop for hitting a girl, right? And uh, yeah, I, I just—it's weird to remember something like that. Uh, oh, speaking of the man-made shortage, uh, European Union approves 1.5 billion billion euros in order to force uh, 3,000 Dutch farms to close Whoa. in the Netherlands. They're, so they're, they're trying to rid Europe of affordable They're meat. just That's out in the open, forcing the farms to close yeah. to force this a food shortage in Europe. And people are standing by and letting world. this happen. Yeah, the clown world, it makes no sense. Uh, that's all the news I got. I'm not going to talk about that one. All right. But I, I will say, okay, look, um, the Jim Caviezel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jim Caviezel uh, video. I'm, I'm going to link to the, uh, interview. I think he was sincere. I don't, I don't think he's a very good interviewer. That could be. Um, cause, cause and I think our brother said that he, like it. he saw him, it, like in person at a, like a conference or something and it was kind of yeah. like that it was yeah i don't think he's good is, at live interviews he's, an, he's actor. an actor but i saw him and maybe i'm just like remembering maybe i want to remember better than i than i am yeah. but when after the um mel gibson did the passion of the christ um raymond yeah. arroyo on wetn or uh yeah wetn interviewed not w ewtn interviewed both mel gibson and jim caviezel 
And Jim Caviezel, my memory of that interview is that he was perfectly natural and at ease. Okay, think of a couple things. Number one, they've got this giant studio where they sit and they tell everybody, you look Mm -hmm. here, you look here. So that kind of stuff is taken care of. That's true. Number two, they probably did not record. Oh. They probably didn't record all of it. Yeah, they they recorded it and then they cut it and produced it like we do with our show. This is Steve Bannon giving a personal interview and it's like, it's not in the Mm -hmm. studio. It's, it's okay. I think Jim Caviezel. Yeah, I got, I got, there was a lot of emotion. We keep saying interview. He asked one question. (laughs) He asked one question and Jim Caviezel talked for a while um, about this film that's coming out, which finally, uh, is about some of the stuff that people mm-hmm. that uh, Alex Jones has been talking For, about forever. Yeah, Steve Bannon's time. been talking yeah. about it forever, um, and it's it's nice mm. that this is happening. It's not that it wasn't well produced, and so the but it is worth listening to because I, I think he is, and I think the film is going to be worth watching. I intend to see the movie. I think the, the film is definitely going to be because he's also a great. Oh, actor. Yeah, Jim Caviezel is. A really good actor. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, he's good at a lot of different kinds of acting. Did you watch the uh, series that he... Did you used to watch the that? with Person the of Interest? Oh, yeah. Gave mm-hmm. it the name. I saw the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Person of Interest. I stopped watching it when... They got weird. With tiny her. little chick with, like, beat up men. Yeah, and it, was it, like, it got silly. It was so yes, I agree. Yeah. But I it, it still ended up but seeing where it finally It was ended. a good it show. It was kind of fun. But uh, you know, so this we're talking did, about ChatGPT. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it did have an official ending, though. It didn't yes. just stop being a yeah. thing. Maybe I'll yeah. rewatch it's, it. It's worth watch a, it to a watch end. to the end. It's there's it's I just like there's watching some it. parts. It's like kind of hard to get through, but you just push through. Yeah, it. and then I stopped watching it while it was still being produced mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like waiting for the next. Oh, okay. Thing. I always wait until they're done and then watch and the then whole, just watch, the watch whole it. Thing. <laughs> I think maybe I'll download that and watch it. Yeah. It's something else to watch. Okay. Uh, that's all the news I got. All right. I got some news, a few stories. Uh, I think I sent them to you. So you remember, I, I think forgot. it was in um, the, ele- the, you know, do Android's Dream Electric Sheep. Uh, they had the thing with the mood Day organ runner. that you could set at different oh, numbers. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Do you, okay, do you remember what, uh, damn, do you remember what he said it for her? The number? Okay, we gotta find out. It, it's, he gave her the number, and the mood was something like, uh, recognition of your husband's sensibility, or something like that. <laughs> recognition of your husband's superior senses, or something. <laughs> I, it was hilarious. <laughs> But there were like all kinds of, didn't it have numbers that they didn't know what they were? And, and, and like, uh, one of the things is yeah, that she, cause she would play, with she would just like set it to random things was... just to see what it was. He's like, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then she started, uh, she would schedule depression for herself. Oh. Yeah. So I, that, uh, we're talking about 
do androids dream of electric sheep which is the story that uh blade runner was based on so blade runner and this book are both great but for different reasons blade run the book is nothing like the movie it's an entirely different universal actually it's the same universe it's just a different story uh i would encourage anyone to watch the uh uh are you you're cutting in and out let me see here are we you're frozen on my thing i wonder if we should right okay i wonder if we should stop and you should reload your uh your feed i think you should close and reopen it i think you probably already have done that and that's why you're not responding to me so we're gonna wait i'm gonna continue talking about philip k dick uh it is a great book. I've read all of Philip K. Dick's books, and it's one of my favorite. I've probably read that book. I've probably read it about uh, ten times. It's a short read, but uh, it has a lot of things in it that are just kind of funny, like that. But it's not a funny book. It's a very serious book. It's a depressing book, but I would recommend. Uh, reading that book while we're waiting for Dan to get to his uh, his uh, feedback here so he can continue. I should just read the story for him and then he won't have nothing to read when he comes back. Uh, I won't do that. Instead, I'll talk about my other favorite book by Philip K. Dick, Scanner Darkly. If you watch this movie, Scanner Darkly, it's, it's a deep movie, but it's hilarious. I mean, you can't get through that movie without belly laughing, at least a couple times. Um, and the actors all did a phenomenal job. Uh, it's got Keanu Reeves, uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, what's the guy? I can't remember the guy. Rob, the, the guy who played Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., is that his name? I keep wanting to call him Morton Downey Jr., but uh, they did great. And if you watch the movie, you will laugh throughout most of it. Here's the thing. Most of the movie is taken directly from the book. I mean, the conversations actually almost word for word from the book. Now, not all of the story was, but the conversations that make you laugh, those were in the book. The weird thing is, when you read them in the book, they're not funny. I don't know how they accomplish this. If you read the book, you'll read those same conversations and it's, uh, it's depressing. It's real depressing. And yet when you see the same conversations between these characters, it's just hilarious. It's also got, uh, what's her name? One of my favorite actresses, uh, Winona Ryder. And I think those are all the big names in it uh, so forth. I've also, you can get the, uh, if you buy the DVD, you can get the director's commentary. So they've got Keanu Reeves, the director, I think, and Philip K. Dick's daughter 
commenting on the movie. I I don't I guess you kind of got to be a big dork to watch commentaries, but I, I usually enjoy them. If it's a movie I like, I usually want to watch the commentary that usually is only available on the actual DVDs. You rarely find them like you rarely can download them the pirated versions. Uh so you got to go out and either rent or somehow obtain the DVDs in order to get commentaries. I've listened to Napoleon Dynamite uh commentary uh Scanner Darkly primers. Uh this I've never met any sci-fi fan who didn't absolutely love primers. Probably as much as they like Blade Runner. It it is the ultimate sci-fi movie and it's real cheaply made but it's very well done and it's a good commentary that's got a good commentary too um when dance taking a long time i don't know where he disappeared he just you know what he he's like okay look he's not poor i'm poor he's not poor and he's also uh he's like a software engineer like a managing software engineer so he knows a lot about computers but he uh let's see here we got i'm resetting my computer yeah that's what it is it's he won't get a good computer he gets these old junky computers and i guess it's because he's on the computer all day at work and so when he gets home he doesn't want to really he doesn't feel like he needs a good computer because really what he does on the computer is always some kind of programming so uh why why do you need a fast one he's not playing games on it but most of his kids play games so don't they have good computers can't he borrow one and say hey uh i think i thought jacob was living with him still He's a Jacob, let me use your computer to record. Oh. Yeah, I know they're married, but I thought they moved in there for a little while. Okay, I'm wrong. Jacob doesn't live with him. But it just seems like he could get a good computer. And if we're going to continue doing this podcast, uh you could you could email the show and say, "Danny, please get a decent computer that doesn't crash." every time you've got more than two programs on running on it um unless I'm wrong maybe I mean he acts like I'm crazy when I say this he acts like he does sorry I'm talking while I'm rolling a cigarette uh he acts like he does have a good computer but he doesn't and what you find out later is that it's not just that he doesn't have a com- good computer Aside from it being a crappy computer, it doesn't have Windows because he's one of those Linux people. You know, not not a Mac person. Mac is going the other way. It's Linux. It's uh it's a thing. If you know someone who's a Linux person, then you know what I'm talking about. Or if you're a Linux person, then you know what I'm talking about. But he won't have a Windows computer which things like this run better on a Windows computer because they're made to handle it. Uh and I hear all the arguments right now. Well, Linux will handle it just fine. Yeah, after you spent 4 hours trying to figure out how to make it handle it, 
looking up everyone else's mistakes because it's all open source and I don't know, it's crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do his. Uh, there's a woman who barely feels pain and she heals very rapidly, and scientists are studying her genes to figure out why she heals so rapidly and why she doesn't feel pain. Uh, I I mean. Are they sure it's genetic? At the age of 16, she had undergone hand surgery, but remarkably needed no anesthesia afterwards. Uh, a year early, she was, earlier, she was diagnosed with severe joint degeneration in her hip, and uh, throughout her life, she, I don't know. Throughout her life, she reportedly felt little fear or anxiety. That's probably because she doesn't feel pain. Uh, and seem to heal especially quickly from cuts and bruises. I heal pretty fast from cuts and bruises. Look at my nose. The whole thing was chopped off right here. And this this all was just hanging down. You got a pretty good nose for someone who had it chopped off, huh? Um So anyway, they're 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 studying this woman to find out why she doesn't feel pain as much as other people, and why she feels so uh, quickly. I would say, I mean, I would I would be studying her blood. Maybe it's in her genes, but if it's in her genes, then how does that help us? But if it's something, one of her glands are producing more of something than of something else. That would be something to study, and then, and then we could, we could reproduce that to bring about faster healing. Um, I, I can't believe I'm still waiting. So when he gets back, I'm going to tell him, "No, you've lost, you've lost a woman barely feels pain." We're going to go with, uh, uh, we're going to go with. I would swear he's read this before. I don't know. I, I got to think of something to talk about for five minutes while he starts his stupid Linux computer. Here's the thing, and this is why it's irritating, because every time we get together as a group to do something like. Uh, My sister will email me and Jason and Danny a video, but Danny can't watch it because it's like you know the his his computer doesn't work well with YouTube. I guess it does now. It used to not, but things like that. And it's like if I want to send someone an MP3, I'll send out the MP3 to everyone. Say, hey, listen to this. Nowadays, you would just upload the MP3 to, you know, YouTube or something, and then just play it with a blank screen. But anyway, it used to be I'd have an MP3, and I'd say I'd send it to him, and say, "Hey, listen to this," and he could never do it because his open source software didn't recognize MP3s back then. It was something like FLAV or FAV, something like that. I can't remember what the extension was, but open source people had their own little MP3 type. Extension that they would use, um, and it's a constant problem because he can never do what the rest of us are doing because he refuses to get Windows. 
was that? I have a feeling he does have Windows now because he's able to log into this at all. But the problem is that his computer's such an old piece of crap that he just disappears every now and then. It sounds like something more. Okay, I know he uses an SSD. If he's still not here, something else must be going on. I'm gonna have to cut this video short and just, you know, edit it for time. You notice lately I've been editing for time. If you see the edited for time uh, picture in the middle of our video, it's because Danny gets into a story. Sometimes he'll talk about like, hey, I went to get a pack of cigarettes. And that's just the pretext for getting him outside to the store. You know, it's not part of the story. The fact that he was buying cigarettes, it was just to tell us why he had gone to the store. But then he'll get stuck. He'll be like, well, I didn't, I wasn't buying cigarettes. I was buying a cigar. And then he'll start talking about the type of cigar and why he was buying it. And he gets stuck sometimes. And five minutes in, we still don't know what the point of the story was. So when you see a little thing that comes up, says edited for time, that's me cutting Danny's story out. <laughs> Danny, you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> is that what that is? Okay, I needed something. I wonder something. where that was going when, he, when I came in. It's like yeah. talking about cigar stories. <laughs> okay, so I, I needed something to do while you were gone. That was a long time. So I no, talked about... It was a long time. That was weird. Like... I don't, my computer usually doesn't do that. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I we were talking talked about, about the woman who barely feels pain. I, I went over that. Okay. Story. So you covered that. All right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to not we'll even go click on that because I wonder if that's the one that crashed my computer. Yeah. Don't open that again. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, everybody knows about hot pockets. What you did not know is that they are to die for, or at least apparently to kill for. Uh, a man in Kentucky um, was arrested. Sounds like Kentucky. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Apparently, for killing his roommate who ate his um, hot pocket. <laughs> he really killed him. He actually killed someone. He came upset after he learned that his roommate ate the last hot pocket in a rage. He began throwing tiles at him, attempted to fight back, threatened him, uh, but chose to leave. As he tried to leave, he went back inside the... Let's see. As the roommate tried to leave, Williams went back inside the home, grabbed the gun, and then shot the victim in the butt. <laughs> According to the report. After he was shot, the roommate... This is a 64-year-old... No, okay, they didn't kill the victim. him. He didn't kill six, him. Oh, he didn't kill he him. Just he just shot, shot him. him. Okay. Shot him in the butt yeah, for eating his hot Yeah, 64-year-old man shoots someone for eating Hot Pockets. I'll tell you yeah. what... Really, nobody should eat Hot Pockets. But it may have just been, it's like, it does weird things with your digestive tract. And maybe with your I would say, especially for, yeah, and, you know, a 64-year-old man doesn't need that kind of garbage in his digestive tract. He should have just let your, him have Your it. buddy did you a, a favor by eating the last Hot Pocket anyway. Yeah. You shouldn't have shot him. Go, go. I don't know. Eat at the Waffle House or something. You yeah, whatever. <laughs> I hop. Yeah. 
But there, there are none of those in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky mm-hmm. is a depressingly uh, dismal place. I mean, it, it look, is. I, I'm trying it? to think. I guess I was uh, 16 when I started working with Dad, and we had a lot mm-hmm. of work in Louisville. We would go yeah. down to Louisville a lot. I loved. Actually, more than anything, I love the drive between Louisville and Cincinnati and Louisville and Lexington. That's an awesome yeah. drive. Uh, you see a lot of these huge farms, uh, horse farms, and they're just beautiful. Yeah. But uh, Louisville itself was a nice place. And it's it's like just, it's all homeless now. It's, it's, it's the dumps. I would never live in Louisville. It, Whoever is mayor there has done an awful job. I don't know whose fault it is, but the 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 city is a, a garbage can. Mm-hmm. It's sad, and it was such a great city well, right there on the river, just like Cincinnati. On the other, I side. suppose it was once. I, I had an experience once going through the Louisville airport, and I will never fly into or out of Louisville ever in when, my life again. When? All this was like years and years ago, probably fifteen years ago. Well, so did I. It was it was more like twenty years ago, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it's cheaper to fly out in Louisville, and I was so happy because <clears throat> oh, that's not me. No, my, I'm recording and it's 99% uploaded. <clears throat> I guess we'll wait for Eric to come back. <clears throat> I can't tell any stories about how I cut stuff out because he's the producer. I'm refreshing and it's still recording. There you go. Week. I don't know. All right. All right. You look well, like you're back. anyway, I, I think it's because we've been going on for so long. We're almost like Could three be. hours in, aren't we? We've been a... Okay. I don't know because mine says we're five minutes in now. Yeah, I was so happy in Louisville because it's one of the few places you could still smoke inside, oh, yeah. and I could get past the security. And then there was this little smoking area where you could go smoke while you're waiting for your plane. I fell in love with Louisville, but I already did love the Louisville. Well, you know, I say 15. I bet it was even longer than that because I think this was pre-9-11. So it had to be like, more like 25 years ago. Mine was pre-9-11 too, I think. Okay, so, yeah. Well, what happened? So we're both talking about well more than 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay, so this is just kind of a fun story, I guess, that... I don't know what prompted that. So, so there were researchers who were researching some of the uh, the paintings from what they call the Danish Golden Age. I don't even know what that means in terms of art. Yeah. But they found traces of yeast and grains on the paintings that suggest that what painters used to do is go get the, the byproducts left over. I guess maybe the, the, um, the when you brew, there's this... At the, at the bottom of the fermenting, there's this kind of mm-hmm. sludge left over. It's, it's actually yeast, um, mostly. And 
uh, after you siphon the, the beer off, I think you can like harvest that and reuse it to, to keep your yeah. yeast uh, going. But anyway, I guess what these painters used to do is go get that and spread that over the canvases as hmm. a way to make it take the paint better without it bleeding through or something like that. Okay. Um, they, they were looking for glue made from animals. I don't know why they were looking for that. Um, he said, by surprise, we found something completely different. Um, says the leftovers would have been spread over the canvas as a paste, creating a smooth surface, preventing the paint from seeping through. Uh, this priming process would usually be done with a white mixture known as gesso. I don't know what gesso means. Probably like glue, uh, like hodgepodge. Yeah. Yeah. Made uh, from but, animal, like horse mm -hmm. remains. Okay. They say so, at the time, so some of the key ingredients, uh, some of the things they found were key ingredients for a good Danish ale. It says, at the time, beer itself was a precious commodity, even used to pay salaries. Yeah, I've heard that, uh, that, that alcohol was used to pay salaries sometimes. But I never heard that before. I guess if you had beer, if the, if the, uh, inflation rate is so high that especially like in germany it was like it would like change by the end of the day you'd have to renegotiate your your uh wages at lunchtime mm -hmm. <laughs> in order to keep from getting short i guess beer but maybe was a little bit more beer, stable as like, a currency yeah yeah hmm. wow okay all right so last uh news item for me there's <laughs> I guess this happened like three years ago, but this just recently the German surgeon at a hospital was fired um, when it came out that he had some kind of surgery, excuse me, he had some kind of surgery that he was doing that he need. it's like the guy started reacting or something like that and he grabbed the local janitor to help him with the surgery, help had him hold him down and pass him instruments oh. and stuff like that. Getting hospital. Okay, see, I I read the word. Okay, let's read this headline: German sur surgeon fired after getting hospital cleaner to assist amputation. I read hospital cleaner as in an adjective, not. A noun, and I'm like, he needed the hospital cleaner, he so wanted, he fired him. Yeah, why would they fire a guy for cleaning the hospital? This is outrageous. That's that's funny. But they had a janitor. Uh, he had a janitor help him. Yeah, that's the thing. They should have said What's janitor instead of deal? cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody gauze pads in the hand in the operating theater. Whatever. I mean, so really, if the guy. You know, I don't know what the surgeon was supposed to do. He needed somebody to hold the, the patient down. You remember when we were kids, dad would bring home his work a lot. And, you know, we, we it was a thing. We'd go help dad. And it was like, yeah, here, hold the screwdriver right. and then hold take these this, screws. Take these screws off. Mm -hmm. Put them in this if dish. If you're a surgeon, what do you do? It's not much you different. Your, your kid to help you, you know. I mean, heaven's sakes, like, a, here, a surgeon is, is a mechanic for the this human body. blood. Hold this hold pad this here rag. and soak this Can't blood. that scalpel over there. <laughs> yeah, that thing right there. It's like when, uh, what's his name, was helping his dad change the tire and he knocked the uh, lug nuts up into the air. 
mm-hmm. in uh, Christmas Story. Do you even know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know Have what you're talking about. Christmas, Christmas Story. Oh, heaven's no. sakes. Is it, this, this is, what is this, wrong with you? Is the you? movie a Christmas Story? Yes. Okay. He's yeah, holding no, the lug nuts and he knocks them into the air and they say, Oh, fudge. <laughs> Only he didn't say fudge. He said yeah. the real word, the F dash 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 yeah. word. Um, <laughs> the F bomb. <laughs> so, uh, if you're want to help your dad and he's a surgeon, probably not going to happen. <laughs> I used to love helping my dad fix machines. Yep, me too. All right. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't, personally, I I don't see why the doctor should have been fired if. If this was, yeah, you know, deal. I don't know. If, if you needed if, help, you need help. And it's like, it's like nobody hey, you're here. there. Hey, hey, you come hey. help me. Hey, guys, you fired all the nurses because they wouldn't get vaccines. And all the only guy around is, you know, the, that's uh, true. This this happened janitor. in 2020. Yeah, look at that. And, and that could completely be. What's um, he supposed to do? Yeah. That's, he that's, needed somebody to help. Mm-hmm. And the nurses weren't there and they fired him. You know, for, for whatever that this this is the results Clown of the great world. reset. You you created an artificial shortage in healthcare. Clown world. Yep. All right, that's all I got. And oh, it was a toe cool. amputation. I know. That's what. That's the other thing I was, was thinking. Just it was a, a freaking toe. toe. So what? Who cares? I mean, it's I not helped, like you're doing open heart surgery or something. I helped them uh, amputate my wife's finger. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. I wasn't a janitor, but <laughs> I, th- I heard it was already. You were out of it, Vicky. You don't even know. I did help with your finger amputation. <laughs> I thought the chain amputated it. It did, but it was hanging on by. Get this. Oh, it was hanging on to, for yeah. A little bit of skin was still attached, <laughs> and the nerve. Oh, I have never seen a nerve, but yeah, it was hanging by the nerve, the nerve Ooh, and man. a tiny bit of skin. And yeah. they had to, they said, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pull this up and sew it over. Then we're going to clip it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of neat. Yeah. All right. You've got your right. chat. What do we got? Up? Okay. Yeah. We need to get that up. Uh, bard. Maybe we should be using GPT. Oh, well. Here, let me share this. All right, I'm ready. All right. Roll comes up four, which is places. And the question is, what is another name for the city of David. I think I know this one. I'm, I'm only 40% confident, though. You know, I have no idea. I would have thought, like, Jerusalem. I think it's Bethlehem. Yeah, because it's... I'm going to look, and... Oh, you were... Oh, whoa! Three different names. We've got Zion... Which wow. is also Jerusalem or Bethlehem. It is home to 
Okay. Yeah. And it has two different uh, references. The first is One Kings, uh, chapter eight, or uh, yeah, chapter eight, and then the second is Luke chapter two. Now GPT Chat does not mention Bethlehem. Interesting. Or, uh, Hold on, the Bard. We got Zion, okay. Salem, Moria, the Holy City, the City of Peace, the City of God. Not I'm anywhere gonna, in I'm here. Look is up, let me look up Jerusalem. Kings first. What's that for? Kings 1, chapter 8. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the fathers' houses of the sons of Israel before King Solomon in Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. Okay, but where does it mention Bethlehem? I'm going to try to correct uh, the bard and see how it takes it. I thought generally uh, okay, Christians refer Luke to Bethlehem as the city of David. Not Jews. So in two, this uh, in those days, decree went out from Caesar Augustus. All the world should be enrolled. This was the first. Oh, okay. This was the first enrollment uh, when uh, Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Okay, what's because that Because he verse? was the house right there. Stop. and lineage what's of David. What's the verse? I need the verse. Luke 2, uh, verse 4. Chapter 2, verse 4. Bethlehem is the city of David. There, I gave him, I gave the bard a reference and said, no, Bethlehem. Yes, that is correct. The Bible says that he went to Bethlehem, the city of David, because blah, 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 blah. Uh, the fact that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the city of David, is significant because it fulfills the prophecy of Micah 5.2. It also shows that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who was promised to come and save his people. So it did, uh, it, it, accepted it the recognized correction. that it had left it out. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So the, um, the Old Testament city of David, it says is Jerusalem, which is where the ark, because David brought the ark to Jerusalem. It calls it Zion, but Zion is, is another name for Jerusalem. So I'm going to ask um, the same question again. Okay, go ahead. But then, so this Jerusalem is the city from which David ruled and in which David established the kingship. Now, you know, we know that, that Saul was the first king, but mm -hmm. David was the, you know, Saul kind of like failed as the king. David was the first king and the archetype for the kingship. And he established the king, the kingly rule in Jerusalem, and therefore Jerusalem is the city of David. But he's from Bethlehem, and therefore Bethlehem is the city of David. Well, uh, the bard is still not. I mean, 
So I asked it and it said uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, yep. And I gave it the reference. I said, Bethlehem is the city of David. And the bard said, yeah, that's right. And then I said again, what is another name for the city of David? It's still saying Jerusalem. Same answer. Yeah, basically the same answer worded differently. But it. I don't think it accepts correction. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Well, we we beat the bird. We've That's kind of interesting because you said control. Jerusalem and I said Bethlehem. Yeah, I just guessed. I don't. We were both I right. I, yeah. Well, folks, think about what we said, and as always, go wrong and circle the beads. Bye, everyone. See you next time.